When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How we doing out there? It's a completely unnecessary podcast for Tuesday. February 17th, 2020. Spring is almost here. Spring's almost sprung alongside Ian Ferguson. When is spring? What, March 22nd? Yeah. I'm Pat Contry. On the show today, we'll be talking about uh, uh, the Intellivision Miko gameplay trailer. We haven't watched it yet. Uh, new movies available for viewing at home uh, because of the COVID-19 going on. And of course, a scumbag show of the week that's going to be associated with COVID nineteen. It's a COVID nineteen theme show, for it reasons. It <clears> is, <throat> uh, and a, a Patreon poll topic and a Q and A topic. Ian, how how was your how's your weekend? It was fine, but I wanted to let you know that um, Reggie the Hedgie was not on America's Funniest People. Okay, it was on uh, Animal Crack Ups. Okay, sorry. This is you know. Let the audience know why you're bringing it up. So before the podcast, I'm like, I brought up Reggie the Hedgehog, or Reggie because the... Pat planted a seed in my head and knows that I'm going to have to. Try and to I thought Reggie down. the Hedgie was from America's Funniest People. No, no, no. Animal Crackups is an ABC game show. Blah 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 blah. Oh, where the hell is this this Hedgie? Reggie the Hedgie showed up during uh like commercial breaks. Okay, great, Ian. A little uh, bit of levity to start this. Show. Alan and Todd Thick were the hosts. Alan Thick was the host. I swear to God, it was on America's Funniest. I don't you know, know. when I, I when I searched Reggie the Hedgehog, all I got was a bunch of Sonic fan characters. Oh, okay. Well, they stole that from Reggie the Hedgie because it was Reggie the Hedgie. Nothing, man. I looked for Reggie the Hedgehog, America's Funniest Home People, and the first thing I got was Animal Cracker. Okay, so um, how's everyone doing out there? America's Funniest People has got two out of five stars. Wasn't that good? No, it wasn't good at it all. It was like going to the mall and saying, hey, do something wacky. America's funny, Funniest Home Videos was funny, because that was like real stuff. America's Funniest People hey, was like, hey, do your wacky act for us for 30 seconds. Can you it, fucking debase yourself on national TV for a yes. couple of bucks? While the Funniest Home Videos was people getting <laughs> wiffle ball bat shots to the groin by accident, so it was hysterical. Accident. They were accidents in um, then you went. This, then the, the fans would come in the studio audience and win. T- it was like ten thousand dollars for first place, or like five for second, and then like two for third, and they would do that. Yep. But they were announced like the second place winner first. Then it was between the first and the third, so it was weird. Like you knew what was going to win. It wasn't ever a surprise between the first and the third. No, I don't know how I remember that detail from even as a seven year old. I'm, I'm like, what the? F-? I said I clearly remember it, didn't make it any now, sense. but I I, if, I would not have remembered if, if you hadn't brought it up. If nine year old thick but quick Pat could realize that was a flaw in the show, producers, come on, ABC, what are you doing? Sorry. So, yeah, we have a a worldwide uh, pandemic going on here. And probably saying that alone means the YouTube version is demonetized here. Um, yeah. I want to make sure out there that everyone uh, treats this uh, the way you should. You should treat it with, with precaution, but obviously not panic. 
Um, we got to hit that sweet spot in the middle there. So what does that mean? Is uh, for someone like me, uh, you know, um, I don't go out that much to begin with. Uh, but in general, as much as you can, you should probably stay out of public areas. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do. Uh, if you're an introvert like like Ian, then it's natural to you, right? Then you don't have to. I go out uh, quite a bit. Actually, you probably go out more than me. I go out a lot. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um, but either way, it, it's to it, the whole the whole point of this is that you, it, it, most of the people listening to this, even if you contracted this COVID nineteen, no, you're not going to die. But it's not about you. It's about the collective. It's about everyone else. It's about the herd when it comes down to this. Yeah, stay in. When you go to the grocery store, resist the urge to pick up five of something just because you see it. You don't need it. Yes. Um, there's no need to panic by. This isn't a natural disaster where, you know, a, a hurricane hits a hits a state and it wipes out, you know, supermarkets for a week or two. Distribution is going to keep going of, of, of goods and food. That's not what this is about. So I'm, I'm hoping that most of our listeners already know this. I like to think that we, we curate a sort of higher quality uh, listener, that uh, a higher a higher capacity. A supreme clientele. Uh, so, so, like, for things like seeing people rush out to Costco and buy literally buying 12 24 packs of toilet paper you're gonna you'd run out of food before toilet paper if there was a shortage so you don't no shit need... that much in a year i was gonna say you probably could eat the toilet paper if you had to you probably could it's fiber but you probably wouldn't want to and add it to a broth maybe and get it in there but the whole point is that live your life even with these restrictions as, as normally as you can and and we all deal with it on the same level here and try not to put uh pay on others by buying too much when 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 the little old lady wants to go to the store and there's nothing to buy there that's the whole point it's like don't make it hard on on, on on grandma who should maybe be staying home anyway so maybe if you know some older people maybe you check in on them hey you need anything you need some canned goods you need something you know so yeah stay home i mean if there's one thing i can say about our listeners is that they all probably have a backlog of video games or a backlog of music or a backlog of books now yeah. is the time to get through that stay home don't put yourself at risk, but more importantly, if you're young and healthy, don't put other people at risk. Don't put the kids in your life. Don't put the elderly people in your life at risk. Stay home. Order food. Order food from your favorite local restaurant that's doing takeout still. Um, look around your neighborhood. Lots of places are doing takeout specials. Support businesses the best you can while sitting in your living room doing nothing. Sure. Um, I, I can honestly see sometime soon where we'll just shut restaurants entirely besides takeout and probably delivery at some point um so you can yeah th- th- still order a pizza you know still order some chinese food if, if you're if you're feeling it order some more teas as mexican i did it a few days ago i mean but it's already changing the way we're operating i mean i went to uh local sprouts on friday uh after the gym i went to sprouts it was the first time i i went to the supermarket before it really got serious for people and then it was not panic level but it was like a notch below it was three times as busy as it normally was and then when i went to the cashier there was first of all there was no bananas which to me was funny because bananas have a half-life of like 24 hours i thought that was funny i was like i want like three bananas to eat and there was no bananas there bananas go Uh, from good to we should be making banana bread very very yes or a banana (laughs) mush i guess Uh, i still remember my grandma walking to my grandma's house and the bananas were black there but she said that was a type of bananas that was like no they're what they're, they're black grandma i still remember that sorry anyway when i was four terrified for some reason seeing like six bananas that were black in a bunch hey you use those for banana bread though you can okay oh, you've never made you, banana bread no ian i think my mom did a few times 
You're the baker of, of the group, Ian. I'm, I'm not, though. I'm a cook. By the way, Ian, did you bring me cornbread? No, I didn't bring you cornbread. I have to get more cornmeal today at the grocery store when I go to pick up my medicine. Cornbread does not sit. Can't cornbread just... doesn't sit? It gets dry and stale if you don't eat all that shit right away. I do not know that. Cornbread's delicious, but yeah. You can't, you can't put it, you can't put it like, you can't re-microwave it with like a paper towel, with a moist paper towel? Yeah, that might be all right. But let me perfect this cornbread. Okay. Just start tweeting it out that Pat's hungry. Please. He needs cornbread. Anyway, so I was at Sprouts, and so like I said, it was not panic level, but the, the the cashier said, well, you weren't here like 20 minutes ago when the line for the cashiers was like going to the back of the store. And I was like, oh. So it was like a in sort of panic mode. And she said that the canned goods were all gone. Yeah, when I there. walked into... I, I was talking to you that day because I was walking into Barron's to get some stuff to, uh, to cook. And um, I... Have you ever been to Barron's? No. Okay. I like Barron's. I've not been to that chain before. It's a good little supermarket. Um, I have never... When when you go to Barron's, there's usually one person doing checkout. Uh Sometimes they'll call on a second person for like five minutes to clear it out. All five registers were lines with people checking out. And yeah, the canned goods area was completely decimated. I've never seen that much empty space. Well, here's the good news. This stuff gets resupplied. It's not like they only drop off stuff once a month. There's stuff coming on the way. So if you're concerned about the panic buyers, they can't keep panic buying because they run out of space and money. You can't just stock a thousand cans of Campbell's soup. Then it gets silly. And that's the, the one concerning thing about this is that um, you hope that when this when things like this happen, people follow science and they follow the experts and realize that, hey, it's not like I need a bomb shelter to get through this, but people don't, unfortunately, and they go out and they and they panic buy things like toilet paper uh, for no reason. But the panic buying can't sustain because you don't need that much food. Again, we're, we're not we're not Burt Gummer from Tremors having his little, you know, his little bomb shelter, uh, not little. I saw Tremors three. I bring out. We're, we're going to Tremors deep dive one of these weeks, but we're not. You're not all Burt Gummer out there. You're just, you know. I know some people are scared, but listen to the experts. Listen to the scientists. Make sure you have the right facts. Look at the people that are explaining the math. There was a, a Washington Post article that went everywhere about little balls, about what the difference between the balls hitting each other and spreading. Um, and changing color. Balls spreading. In a tank, yes. Ball spreading. Not, not Ball not, spreading. Not balls. Being a super spreader. <laughs> not Ian's ball spreading from past. But there was a, a, there was a nice little article with four graphs with random, random little tanks of colored balls. And when they hit each other, they turn color to say that, hey, this ball's now infected. And there's a cure rate, and it turns back. And there was differences between, okay, we do, we do no quarantine or isolation. We do a little bit isolation or a lot of isolation and you see the numbers and it's math in front of your eyes of randomness and that's what this is this is a math game if you want to make a numbers game it is a numbers game so that's one why um i understand people out there that think they're smarter than people that have studied this their whole life but you're not as bluntly i can i can say that Listen to the experts. Listen to the people that study viruses and the spread of diseases, infectious diseases. I'm so fucking tired of this trend in this country where people are like, man, I don't need to listen to experts. I'm just going to go with my gut. Yeah. And it's not from all dumb people, unfortunately. It's from people that are actually intelligent. That's the more you learn. It's from people that actually have a sense about other things. But when it comes to some of these things, it's either, well, I want to think it's going to be okay, so... I'm not going to worry about it, or I'm going to say bad information, or I'm going to tweet out or put a meme on Facebook that's bullshit. 
You know, it's like it's like listen to the people that are forewarning you for a reason that have studied this stuff for a long time and look at what is happening in other countries. There's no there's no plausible reason why we, we can't get as bad as Italy if we don't get a handle on this. That's Our curve is the same so far. The math curve of exponential growth is the same. The curve from the China, the, the curve that was in China, then in Italy, then in France. That's that's how it's going, and we're a couple. We were, I think, a week behind France, is what they were saying. So, an exponential growth, if if people don't remember from from math or 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 algebra, is that it's not a simple arithmetic curve or geometric where you're multiplying by a single number. It spreads and you multiply. So that means you know it's two times four is eight, but then it's you know eight times two is sixteen. Sixteen times two is thirty-two. So. Along the same timeline, I was paying it, close attention to the, your pat math. That was there. correct, pat math. Though. Just to make the sure. whole point is that the, the the total amount then doubles, and then that amount then doubles. That's exponential growth, and you can go to infinity pretty quickly when you keep doubling. Pretty quickly, you you'll go to a huge number that you that's hard to calculate out especially when it comes to a population. And that's the difference between this. And again, it's not about just you personally. It's about people that are either sick or infirm or, or, or immunocompromised. Say, they, say they're a cancer survivor and they're compromised their immune system. Say, you, say you're just a person that you, you, you get sick a lot for whatever reason. You know, some people are just like that. This is the concern for them, not necessarily me or Ian. We might be fine if we if we contract this, but it's not about us. That's a selfish way of thinking. It's just not about it. I mean, when I was at Sprouts, Ian, I was tr- literally like, oh, my God, I should, like, take four feet back from this old person walking through. Just in case, just in case, I literally started doing that. I was like, okay, you got white hair. Pat's going to st- stay, like, eight feet away from you. Just in case. Yeah, this trip, went on. this trip to Ralph's I have to take after the podcast to refill my medication is going to be like a fucking stealth mission in a video game. I'm just going to slink around and try to grab his, grab some chicken, grab that's, my meds. That's the advice to me. Okay, so so the old people now are en- enemy video game characters, and you stay away You're from them. You're playing Metal Gear COVID. Yes. Okay, Metal, Metal Gear, Gear COVID, COVID. Yes. It's the name of the game. When, when a person with white hair comes, the, the yes. alarm goes yes. off, and you got to hide from <laughs> yeah. them. As silly as that sounds, I, that's the mentality that you kind of have to work with when it comes to something like this. You know, I mean, I, I went to the UPS store and then two old people walked in. They're probably like seventy-five. This is kind of an older area where I live here in San Diego, and I just sort of like stayed back. But my thought was, do they know, like, you know, the stakes at this that point? That it's Christmas. No, they, <laughs> after all, <laughs> we keep it light when it comes to the COVID on the CU podcast. Uh, but, but like, do they know? Do we all know the the risks? And it's not that I'm gonna, I'm going to go around preaching to people. But when I'm talking to people now, I just bring it up to make sure. Like, do you know? Not saying you should panic, but do you know the potential severity of the situation. It's just to be taking precaution. I called my dad a few days ago, Ian. This is great. And and so I called my dad, and my dad is like, I don't want to say he's dumb. My dad might listen to this because my mom listens to all the podcasts. But my dad, I, I'd say, was too easily influenced by certain outside factors. We'll just say, I don't want to cough near you, but <clears throat> Fox News. Uh, so so um, I try to say to him, but even on Fox News by this point, they're taking it seriously, and there are Republicans and conservatives taking Jesse it seriously. Jesse Waters, that fucking shit heel, came out yesterday, but like, I should have taken it seriously from the beginning. Uh, oh, is he the, the guy that's absolutely nuts? I don't know. He's, they're all absolutely fucking nuts. Just type in Jesse Waters. You'll know okay. the one I'm talking about. Is he about. the one that had, had Destiny on? 
but oh, it's, 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 it's just like you got you, all, all of this is you got your fucking marching orders but um so anyway so i told my dad hey dad you and mom should probably as much as possible stay out of public areas as much as my kid my dad was like mm, okay and then i found out two days later from my sister that the day after i talked to him he went to the gym so then my mom had to yell at him like, what are you doing? Especially in, in, in their county where they live, there are confirmed cases on top of it. And if the number of confirmed cases is that it's not the number of people that actually have it. You have to reiterate that. Keep reiterate in mind, that. we have not nearly enough tests to go around. When you say there's 50 confirmed cases, Ian, what that means is that people actually went to get the test from the doctor or hospital. That doesn't mean that's the only people that have it. And they weren't turned away. Because yes. lots of people, the, yeah, the that's- stories of people being turned away being like, well... We're, we're, we're about six to seven weeks behind on where we should have been when it comes to this. If we acted quickly in the January, we, we knew this was a, a bigger threat. Um, we probably be in a better, better position now, but you can't go backwards. The whole point is that the numbers aren't what they look like. There are a lot more people that, that have this. But anyway, not to scare people, but that's just the truth of the situation. But anyway, so, so my mom had to be the voice of reason and say, like, what the hell are you doing? So hopefully my dad snaps out of it because my parents are over 70. When you look at the math, over 70, if you get it, it's like, you know, that could be like an 8% chance they may not recover from it. So it's like, eh, that's not a good roll to dice there on the, on the Dungeons and Dragons. 8 out of 100. Will, it, will it, Pat, how, how much, what is that, 16 times 8? 15, 15, no, 14, 13 times 8, 13. There's like 14 on the die. You fucking lost me. <laughs> I was just say, if you're rolling the dice, you know, to get the one bad number, you need like 14 dice to get to 100 if it's 8%. But that math is totally off. It's, it's like oh uh, sure or you could use five twenty sided die. You need to get to hundred, right? Sure, you can do that. Yeah, wait a minute. What? Yeah, if it was a one percent chance, you'd use a five twenty sided die. We're right. doing a math exercise now. He's trying to throw me up. My we pat, definitely my should pat not ma- be doing any math. My pat math was solid on the exponential explanation, though, wasn't it? It was. I, I guess. It, it was, was fine. It was textbook pat math when it comes to I that. I fucking glaze over like a donut when you start saying numbers. So so, so, so the world's going to be just a little bit different the next probably two months, maybe three, uh, by estimates. And it might be longer than that. I mean, entertainment's basically canceled at this point, postponed when it comes to new entertainment. All sports. Vegas is shutting down. Um, there's probably not going to be any cruises or anything like that. Um, all movie, movies got pushed back. New movies. That Fast and Furious movie, damn it, I wanted to see Cena. It's next April now. We've got pushback uh, there. So we got to make do with what we have. We have tons of video games. We've got Netflix. We've got Amazon Prime. Catch up on your Tremors. Your tr- Tremors, it's not, what, what's six numbers? A double Trilogy? Sexology? What is it when it's six? Something like that? The sec- I'll just call it the Tremor Sexology, because that just sounds sexy. Uh, buy lots of condoms. Okay, sure. We'll see how many kids explore the population. There's totally, totally going to be a coronavirus boom. You think so? Yes. For people just staying home? Yes. Yes. There's going to be a coronavirus well, boom. I don't have any partners here, but besides Where's My Keys Mario and Who Clocked, who clocked the Toilet Luigi? I'm all alone here, Ian. Come on. Not, you make me feel bad now. Anyway, <laughs> not saying that I, I need, need to have a house party here, but um, you're right, though. You're actually right about that. There's going to be a little... little uptick next year in babies i think a lot of people staying home with not a lot to do virus babies we're gonna have next year uh there so um yeah wrestlemania is uh, wrestlemania is still going on the show must go out wrestlemania the 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 raws and smackdowns now at wrestling events um are now in empty arenas that they're doing yep 
and it's really awkward. I mean, supposedly the shows are still pretty good, but like I think on Raw last night they reshowed the Royal Rumble in its entirety. They had one new match, and they had a few promos and things like that to get through it. So yeah, the whole sporting events without audiences is kind of crazy. When they said sports that, entertainment, yeah, when they said they were going to do that for the NCAA tournament, I was like, no fucking way. They tried to save it. Well, one, I knew it was just going to get canceled, but. I mean, that's how quickly things are changing and how quickly people's understanding of this being serious is changing. You know, the NCAA went from, oh, yeah, we're still going to do it. We're just not going to do it in front of people to less than 24 hours later. You know what? It's canceled. It's canceled. We're done. Well, after the NBA did it, they're like, we can't do it if the NBA postponed Um, it. But the the problem is the NBA can postpone because the players are under contract. These are kids that are leaving school. Yeah. But you can't bring the kids back, you know, six months from now to play the game. Seeing anything that normally has a crowd without a crowd is going to be weird. I imagine that WrestleMania without a crowd will be a very, very strange thing because it's going to be at the Performance Center. Yeah, they're going to do in the Performance Center, which is small. I think it's a crowd. I think the capacity is a few hundreds, 500, yeah, something like it's, that. Yeah, it's small. It's the it's where NXT is out of or used to be out of. What I heard is they'll probably blacken the lights around the ring to focus on the ring, which used to be boxing. The boxing events do that. And sure. U- UFC did that. Before the UFC canceled their events, they had one last one in Brazil on Saturday, and they did that. It was. It's not as bad when it's something like that because you're not looking at the crowd anyway, usually during a, sure. during a fight. But yeah, it was literally... People in the first few rows that are watching, and no one behind. And when when Michael Bisping on commentary was like going, "Oh, look at that!" You heard it echo throughout the arena, so it was bizarre, weird. So you knew that there was like thirty five, forty people that are there. You had the judges and the doctors, but the issue is that you still have a gathering of people. So I heard, you know, why are you canceling you know racing events and why are you canceling golf events? Well, it's not just about the attendees; it's about the people that have to, to come to put it on. You have volunteers, you have staff, you have people getting the food. It's still hundreds of people yeah. putting these events on that are gathering together. Besides the players, and, and everyone's still traveling, especially if you're a golfer internationally, you're traveling. So it just makes it untenable to do that. It's it's like you either do it or or you don't entirely. It's, there's no there's kind of no middle ground when it comes to these things. And that's one argument I see from people. It's like, well, why don't you just shut down all, all the you know retail and do all that? I'm like, we might get to that point because that's what they're doing in countries where it's bad. They're shutting down everything. China, well, they, China was shutting down their, their economic industry. They were shutting it down to make sure. you know, They were doing their draconian measures. But in this case, that's the one thing that would make it go away as quickly as possible. Well, was, North California has already done that. Bay Area has got shelter in, uh, shelter in place uh, activated. Activated. Fucking activated. Like it's a fucking button. Wonder Twins? Hit. Yeah. Like it's a button you hit. Um, uh, activated. But, I mean, yeah, six counties, Bay Area, you are supposed to stay at home and all non-essential businesses are closed. Yeah. I, I, I'll we're be, getting. We're going to get there. We're getting there. The problem is we, we, the, the U.S. is so much different than other countries. We have 50 states. We're so spread out geographically versus other nations that... We're a larger bureaucracy of 50 smaller governments, so it makes it a little bit weirder because of that. But, I mean, they've canceled um, the local conventions, and, and then but they came different times. So, But we're going to get there where, where everything's going to be, I think, locked down for a Let's bit. you and I make a concerted effort for the rest of this podcast. We're going to go fucking nuts. Not to touch our faces. Cause I'm oh, I like, just touched my nose. I'm like, sorry. I'm touching I'm my face. I'm sweaty. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm touched with a tissue. I touched mine, and then I saw. I looked over and saw you touch yours. But I washed my hands like before yeah, the podcast. So did I. But I'm, I'm spraying my own germs. Okay. Let's see what we I'll, can I'll, do. I'll do this. Okay. Let's we'll, see what we'll we do can that. do. We'll do that. 
I, I've had I have, I have had a, I told you I have had a sneeze the past week. But that's that's actually good though because sneeze is not a, as a common symptom of the of the COVID nineteen. So I'm just, okay. I got like a, a a light cold. That's good. That's a good thing. I'm just spraying the cold that you need. Just a just a fucking base coat. And just to let you know, if we actually measured, we're probably about four feet apart right now, not six. But you know, we 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 have a risk factor when it comes to CU podcast, but because we love you all, we want to do this. Doing this for you. We want, that's the reason why we want, we want to talk about like you know how bad it's going to be to see Roman Reigns versus Goldberg in an empty arena. It would have been really bad to begin with. Now it's going to be super bad to see that match happen. Yep, yep. That's not going to be good. Good thing they took the title off Bray Wyatt. Yeah, with another part timer for Roman Reigns. Wait a minute, he beat him last time. No, no. He who did he beat? No, he beat Kevin Owens last time. Uh, Goldberg for the title. That's good. Build that new talent WWE with fifty two year olds. Hey, and it's going to be AJ Styles versus Undertaker, by the way. I've seen some people out there, uh, like, the, some of these fans, like, like to be contrarian. And they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, these entitled babies are whining about how, you know, it came off of uh, Kevin, or not Kevin Owens. The, the, they took the title off of um, Bray Wyatt. And I'm like, I, I, I get it. Like, you, you have some fun watching people be disappointed, but... What are they doing to the future of the sport? There is no future right, of, right, of exactly. this what entertainment are they doing, medium. What are they doing to the future of this, of, of, of you know, th- this... There's none. It's th- th- that you like to watch. They're not building anyone up because you think it's funny for the lulls to see someone like Goldberg come in, shit all over the ring, and, and, and get a win. You're not going to have anyone like him to carry wrestling in 20 years. You're not going to have... Like, like, no, you're just going to keep having Goldberg at fucking 70 yeah, wrestling. Yeah, think about, think about this. Think about what... You, you, you're not building any new stars. You have nothing what, for the future of your your your, your sport. What your legend? Sports entertainment. You, what legend can you bring back at 50 years old of the current crop and and pop the crowd? It won't be Roman Reigns because the, the one guy they tried to, to shove down your throat was Roman Reigns, and the fans were not accepting it. They, he he made have been what three three or four straight WrestleManias. Well, it was, is going to be was, Roman Reigns. This is the thing. It's just people but, aren't going to go but, for it. But he's was the like, closest. Eh. He's the closest to what Cena. Cena is the last guy. Cena, probably. sure. Rings. Edge came back and people went nuts. So it's Edge, but Edge is 47. He's been gone for like seven, eight years. So he can probably wrestle for three, four more years. He's in good shape. You know, it's, it, we're different now with, with, with uh, you know, staying in shape and, and health and fitness versus even 10 years ago. But Edge is, there's there's like three guys you can do it with. Right. And that's it. The Rock ain't going to wrestle anymore. Every time The Rock comes back, he gets hurt because he's so f- massively big. He's yeah. too big to wrestle and actually flexible. I just saw him on, uh, speaking of Fast and Furious, was it Fast 6 was on TV or whatever. His arms are so massive in that movie. I thought it was CG. I was like, I was squinting. I was like, Vin Diesel's not a small guy. He he dwarfed Vin Diesel in the movie. And really? I was just like, come on, Rock. I, 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 come on. Come on, baby. What are you doing? At some point, it's got to break down all that muscle on you. At some point. You know, at some point. But, hey, we love The Rock. We love, we love Dwayne. And now, so now Cena's pushed back too. We're going to have a Fast and Furious movie, if not this one. Uh, Rock's not in this next one. With both Cena and, and The Rock's going to be in the same Fast and Furious movie, I think, for probably number ten. They're supposed to go. I talked to our buddy Andre. He was like, "Oh, nine and ten were supposed to be back to back. They were supposed to start filming it, or they they were filming it back to back. So that so ten was supposed to come out originally, I think, next year, or they were supposed to be like one year apart for nine and ten mm. on the Fast and Furious. Mm. They've been making they've been making these stupid movies for twenty years. Jesus." It's 20 years. They got like 11 movies almost. Just Hobbs and Shaw. Just touched my nose. All right. Speaking of that, hopefully get well sued Idris Elba. Speaking of Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. It all comes full circle uh, to there. Uh, you want to talk about uh, 
Uh, Lego Mario, Ian? Hey, this is uh, the last part of the intro. Uh, Maybe when... it might be separate if we if we got any legs Ooh, on this. Oh no, I don't think we got any legs. <laughs> uh, but Lego has teamed up with Mario to do the things. Mario, the Mario things. Um, <laughs> to do the Mario things. Do the Mario things. They're putting out sets. They're putting out sets of uh, Legos <clears throat> um, that are Mario themed, but it's like a combination toy and like almost like board game. It looks like perhaps um so there's a mario character that you build and uh, do you build them well it looks like you put the hat on at the least i was gonna say this is a piece of electronic we don't want kids you put the hat on it's a one piece yeah <laughs> i mean i i yeah um, it has batteries it has bluetooth it has batteries bluetooth uh, it's got screens on it the eyes uh move and there's a little screen on the chest that and, and the re- mouth uh and the mouth too i guess um, that, I love the mouth too. That relays information to the people who are playing with it. So basically, uh, you build like little worlds uh, with the Legos. They look like a Lego board game almost when you're done with it. Um, there's, um, there's sorry, I touched my nose. There's a flag. There's Goombas. There's pipes. There's Koopa shells. There's pipes. Piranha plants. And um, when Mario makes contact with certain um, key pieces. Uh, it'll he'll collect coins on his chest, or it'll show that he gets hurt, or something along those. Or a lines. question mark if you don't know what you're going to get. Right. He he, he falls there's, in the fire, and there's fire, and his eyes go lit up. It's it's extremely interesting. Oh, the the little the little uh, Koopa kids in here too. One of the Koopa kids. Yeah, it shows that. No, it shows uh, Bowser Junior. I'm pretty. Oh, sure. Bowser Junior. Yeah. So it looks like a lot Stop of. Stop on the shell, and it makes sound. There's the t- timer when you're running out of time. Yeah. It, it changes the music. So it looks like a lot of fun. Um, it's something that I think is probably very well suited to Mario. The world is colorful. Um, it's you know a lot of times it's built up using like basic shapes and things like that. So I think the Lego kits could be a lot of fun for people. Um, I don't know you know if the the actual game itself that's packed it that, that that's that's kind of well, built in with it is going to be that much fun. But it's it's neat to see extra little things added where they make sense. Uh, we, I think we mentioned that uh, the voice of Mario is done by Charles Martinet. Same Mario voice we got in here. Um, unless they got a guy who sounded just like him, sounded like him. Um, the Mario flag comes up on his chest when you hit the flag. Yeah. So th- the way I picture this working is that there's going to have, like, you know, like with any Lego set, you have the instructions to build the main thing. Sometimes you have a couple of little offshoot ones. You can do, like, oh, you can do two pieces from the one big one. Um, but. This to me is the, this could be the first of a series. You know, you come yeah. out with this, you can maybe do the underworld series. Oh yeah, and I, things like that. I totally see this being a thing with expansions. What if you put together four different sets to make one, you know, world? Yeah, that could be cool, right? It'd be neat. So I, I, this is great because to me, this is um, a way of kids like getting into strange level design in a way for a video game, but it's physical. Yeah, it's like it's a combination board game and like video game level design. Um, there probably will be a Luigi figure I can picture them doing, or other characters, or doing a Toad figure, or doing a Princess Toadstool, or is it Peach? Whatever. Peach. It's originally Princess Toadstool. But I, no. But you can see them. You can see them selling just like mini sets with just oh, extra yeah. figures. Absolutely. So this is great because this is almost like the natural progression of of, of like almost like the amiibo, but this you actually play it. You know, it's in more, a lot more interactive than the Amiibo. With Amiibo, you just sit down by your game. This is like, well, you can put the... It's, you can it's, do it's, stuff. It's. I, I wonder when this stuff happens, it, who who approached who? Did Lego approach Nintendo saying, hey, we have this awesome idea we want to show you? 
that we can do? Or was Nintendo thinking, oh, we want to do a cool toy? I wonder how these things start up when you see this stuff happen, these, these, these collaborations here. What's yeah. interesting to me is that um, Mario is Lego. However, Pokemon, which I know isn't Nintendo, it's the Pokemon company, but all the Pokemon like brick sets are Mega Blocks. It's, really? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh oh, it's it interesting was... to see the the split there. Like Uh-oh. I, said, I realize Pokemon isn't like all Nintendo, but it yeah, that's that's well, Legos. Neat, that's neat to me. Legos taken over like ninety percent of the IPs because about 10, 12 years ago or less, you still had like Transformers not being Lego and other things and like DC, and then they then they. Got everything. Sure. They, got, they got everything at some point as a monopoly. Um, the only c- comparison I had for Nintendo doing this was the little. They had the little Mario Kart sets. Was that Connects? Do you remember those? I, I got I got one from the Swap Meet one time. Uh, they, they they sold multiple sets. Uh, it was either Connects or it was Connects. I was right. Okay, so these are probably from at least ten years ago. I think these came out five ten years ago. Uh, let's see. You can still buy them on Amazon. So, uh, they had them set up at the Strong Museum. You can still buy them there. new. Some of these, so they still make these currently. They're mar- okay. They're they're marketed with the Wii symbol. So and then okay, Mario Kart Eight. These aren't that old then. Mario Kart Eight came out like what? Hot Wheels. That's six I, I, years ago, seven years ago. Too, yeah. So you could with the Connect sets, you can buy the race sets, and then you can buy the individual racers. So it was a good good way to do it, but it wasn't. I mean, like, it wasn't electronically interactive, I don't think. It was just setting up the coursing, and you you had little traps, I think, and things, and little, you know, you can basically, it was basically like building your own, remember you had the Matchbox cars, and yeah. it was sort of that sort of deal. Yeah, well, they make they make that in, for Mario oh, Kart as well. It's on the Mario Wiki, by the way, so now I can see everything. Oh, my God, they had a lot of sets. They had about 12 different sets. They had Mario versus Goombas. They had Mario and Luigi at the starting line course building set. They had a lava, Yoshi versus lava plume set. So I guess you can expand it to get a Mario and Donkey Kong beach race building set. So again, that wasn't as interactive as this. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar if the cars uh, were like wind up, like pull them back and they go. I, I have no idea uh, about that. But you did snap everything together and there was connecting rods. Connects never took off as much as, as, as the other things did, obviously. Lego's sort of the, the, the granddaddy of this, but Connects has been around for still a long time. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. Is looking back at the history of Nintendo and licensing, when the NES was big, there I just think it was funny. There were no toys. Yeah. It was just little figurines. I'm always and little PV- that there wasn't more. It was just little PVC figures, but damned if I knew where they were sold. They were probably at like, your local like paper shop or Hallmark. In the Hallmark store, they had the little PVC. I have like a Link PVC figure, right? And, and, but they didn't sell a lot of them. They had the they had the Nintendo trophies, but they weren't technically toys. I guess Nintendo probably thought back then we want to keep people buying our games. video games. Yeah, we don't want kids to buy. We're trying toys. to make video games take off again. We don't want people pivoting to traditional toys. So we're okay if you buy the. Uh, literally, they had like the you know the the wallpaper. Nintendo set. We want kids to look at and, you know, have own like an NES uh, folder when they go to school to put their stuff in, but we don't want kids to play with anything besides video games. But nowadays they're pushing the, you know, uh, you know Mario as, as Mickey Mouse thing with, with the theme parks and everything. Now I guess they're more okay with let's get toys out there. Let's get Lego there because let's make as much money as we can and have it dominate. So it's, it's really only the past 10, 15 years I think this change has happened like this, this swiftly with them doing this. A lot more plush the past 10 years. A lot more licensed shirts the past 10, 15 years, right? Before yeah. that, there weren't... I don't remember many licensed shirts like the late 90s, early 2000s. No, it's definitely a lot more now. So, uh, blame us, uh, you know, four-year-old versions, I guess, that, you know, 
we still want to buy this stuff and buy it for our kids. Well, we can't be virgins if we have kids. I guess. Anyway, but anyway, that's 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 you see my point though. Yes. Right, so I didn't think we'd get a full topic out of this, and, and I rambled enough to make it happen. We're, we're pulling at straws there. Would, would you? Would you grasping at straws? Pulling. We're pulling at the we straws. Pulled at them. No, you can't. I want you to pass it. I already grasped. Would you buy this? You think? Or buy this for like a like a niece or nephew? Yeah, for a niece or nephew, absolutely. Preferably, like when I'm home visiting, so I can play with them. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah. It's adorable here, and it doesn't look too difficult. Like, like with Lego sets, you oh, always need the instructions. The itch, there it is. You probably don't. You, you're probably not itch because you itched. You probably don't need the instructions to put together something fun. Just have a little, little yeah. fun time here. So, all right, moving on here. Uh, Ian, speaking of the the certain global health crisis going on, so we don't get demonetized. A uh, certain global health crisis. Uh, uh, so GameStop. Has uh, GameStop has said that they are prepared for the certain global health crisis, but their policies may not be what they say. May uh, not be up th- to snuff. This is from an article by Ian Walker on Kotaku. Uh, GameStop's message to consumers was that the company had assembled an internal task force that would implement imp- implement three key strategies to protect customers and employees. These included providing its 5,700 retail stores with cleaning supplies and hand sanitizer, instructing employees to stay home if they are symptomatic, and encouraging customers to purchase products online rather than at retail locations. However, doing? however, it seems like that's all hootenanny, horseshit. Bullshit. Baloney. Horse, Bolo- horse feathers? Bolognese. Um, yes, horse oh, feathers. Oh, bolognese sauce. Uh, thus far, I have seen little to no measures taken from corporate, and I certainly haven't seen any supplies to prevent further outbreaks as a GameStop supervisor who wished to remain anonymous. That seems to be the takeaway from here is that GameStop has announced that they are going to be doing things, but basically... But haven't. But haven't. And they have basically put the responsibility on obtaining these supplies... Um, to the local managers uh, and uh, yeah, the, the 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 local store managers and the employees who are working there. Uh, my guess is that they are providing them funds to go get the stuff, but they're not actually providing it, which is something that GameStop should be doing as a chain with an internal distribution network should be handling that. Uh, I mean, people are panic buying all this stuff. There's you know, many of these GameStop locations, people go to get the, um, you know, go to get the the sanitizing wipes or the hand sanitizer, and they're they're finding it's all it's all sold out. So, so this so isn't this they're they they want you to think that they're they've got a handle on it, but it doesn't sound like they really do. Uh, this quote is great. We're unable to go out and purchase these items ourselves and have them expensed. That's that's at least positive, right? But like you, to that your doesn't point, provide it. To your point, though, if you have a concerted effort to do it. Maybe all the stores get their supplies at the same time about so you don't have to worry about it. Versus worrying about, well, maybe this store doesn't think it's a big deal. Maybe this manager doesn't follow science and thinks, oh, we don't need to do anything or have cleaning supplies or have sanitation for our employees or wipes or, or yeah. And plus, like to your point, like, well, we'll get into this coming over the week. Local stores may not have anything versus sourcing it from a wholesale and then distributing it yourself. It's just a, it's just a cleaner, easier way of doing it. Right. Pardon the pun. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what they want to do is what we're doing. I mean, we're open. It sucks that we're open, but we need to work and make money while we can. Um, you know, wiping down counters after every customer comes in, hand sanitizer on all the counters, you know, that sort of thing. Constantly cleaning. 
and making sure that things are as sanitary as possible. Two good quotes here. At least in my stores regard, it's virtually impossible to find the items we need to adequately clean and sanitize the stores and keep ourselves as safe, safe as we can. One store is completely out of toilet paper. Stop panic buying toilet paper. And had to close their restroom because supplies responded re, supplies responded to their emails saying they were not shipping to stores. I guess their supply manager. Yeah. Okay. Um, GameStop has yet to respond to a request for comment. So, I mean, you're not shocked. Obviously, this, this, uh, some corporations and some governments have been slow to act when it comes to, to this. Um, but you have to know what's happening. You have to keep abreast of things, especially if you want to keep people wanting to come to your retail shop. I know things might close down automatically, but at least before that happens, keep things as sanitized as possible. I mean... Yeah, you you could do all the Reggie on your board PR stuff as much as you want, but if you're not doing common sense things, it's it's gonna hurt you. And you know what I mean? Like, it's plus it's just bad PR because we're talking about it. We shouldn't be talking about this. You know, we shouldn't have to worry about this. But if they're concerned, they don't have toilet paper, they don't have hand sanitizer in a place where you're touching games and taking things to people and paying. You know, it's uh, yeah. Many associates are uh, many associates are fearing losing their jobs because store leaders or district leaders are telling us internally that if, if we stay home and do not supply a doctor's note verifying we are being doctor ordered not to work, it will be an unexcused absence. America. Well, that's GameStop corporate. Not know what's going on. I'm trying to squeeze every last drop of GameStop blood out of the stone of that's their that there's their uh, corporate vision at this. point point here too the GameStop performance center, center in esports I, I didn't know about this either but i was whoa. gonna say just so everyone knows if you were planning on going to the GameStop performance center in frisco texas an esports focused gaming lounge located in frisco texas it will be closed until march 23rd so is the national video game museum in frisco as well by the way i'd rather you go there when it's once it opens versus this it's in the star in frisco i guess it's like an outside like mall looking thing is where it is there. This is something that I, I've been, I wanted to bring up, though, this whole closed until March 23rd thing. Uh, lots of places are like, oh, we're closed for two weeks. Baseball was like, oh, we're just pushing back opening day by two weeks. No. No, you're not. No, I mean, they came out uh, and said that they don't recommend groups of more than 50 people, um, and that's everything at that point. For like two, for eight weeks, they announced that a few days ago. So that means the, the earliest things are going to probably come back will be... You want to say even early March? Excuse me, early May would probably be the earliest. Probably like six weeks, probably. We're gonna re- we're gonna probably reassess like every two weeks. That's the way I look at this. They're gonna, they're gonna reassess. Okay, we got it. Clamp on this. Th- that's how this is gonna work. It's not gonna be like a set date. Okay, ready, set, go. They're gonna reassess this every probably couple of weeks to see like, like an injury. We're gonna see how bad it is before you can start to slowly start to reincorporate things, and then still see where things are at while things get reincorporated. This isn't like all right. The faucet's now totally... No, this is going to be very slow. Things are going to come back, I think. Yeah. Someone someone told me... Uh, it was I, it was, uh, it was, it was the last NBA game that when they canceled everything when Rudy Gobert was tested positive. It was the last... I think it was a Dallas game. They said, this is the best season for the Warriors to tank because there may not be a winner this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's how, how weirdly it worked out like that. Uh, the season may not end uh, for the NBA and NHL. We'll see. Uh, I got a feeling they'll work something out. Even if it's like a month of playoffs, they'll do something. They'll just end the season early. But I just, I just thought it, w- it, w- it was kind of, huh, 
You're right. The Warriors don't miss the playoffs this year. <laughs> Interesting. They'll be back next year. So, right, anything else to add here? Nah. Are right, we good on this? We're good. On I'm gonna that. scratch my nose with my with my sleeve. There, I didn't touch anything. Hey, Ian, have you looked into your wireless bill lately? You're probably paying too much for phone service. It's 2020. Network coverage is better than ever, no matter your wireless provider. So why pay more for the same service? That's where Mint Mobile comes in. They can cut your bill down to 15 bucks a month for the same premium coverage. $15. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, Ian. I know. This is too good to be true. But these guys know what they're doing. I, I use Mint Mobile, Ian. And uh, the service is, 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 is good. It's good. They use T-Mobile infrastructure. Ah, so it's it's a it's a nationwide network you could uh, you can trust there. Your old wireless bill pays for expensive retail stores and overhead. That's why Mint Mobile reimagined how you buy wireless and made it all online. They're cutting off the middleman, save they're passing the savings directly to you. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just fifteen bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text, plus crazy fast four G. LTE. Use your own phone as long as you own it and it's unlocked with any Mint Mobile plan and you keep you keep your same phone with your existing contacts. Uh, in the mail, I got when I signed up, they send it in the mail uh, to you. They give you a little SIM card. They give you the instructions. You download the app on your phone. I think I was set up in like uh, 10 to 15 minutes. You're ready to go. Uh, you're And there's 100%, 100% satisfaction guarantee on this. If you're not 100%, 100% satisfied. Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. All right, to get your new wireless bill for just 15 bucks a month and get your new plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash podcast. That's mintmobile.com slash podcast. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash podcast. Okay, Ian. Pat. We have, we have a... God, do we really have to do this... Uh, there is an Amico television Amico gameplay new gameplay trailer just came out this morning right after or right at the same time as the Nintendo uh, India direct which was interesting uh, Nintendo India direct yes we watched that before the podcast oh there's some nice games coming out there's a game where you can um, it's an adventure game where you can turn into a cat and a dog and explore the town the good life the good life that looked really good by Square 65 yeah that'll be good um, that shooter. Bark, be arc with the. There's an animal shooter up to four player, player, three player, and it's, and it's local co-op. I didn't know those games existed on the Switch. Uh, well, that was something that was interesting about this indie direct. As we get into this uh, uh, Amico trailer that we're going to watch, is uh, there was a few games that really specifically on said local co-op, local co-op, local co-op multiplayer. But it doesn't exist. It, do- it doesn't exist. We're, we're, we're we need it. a new system. We need to buy something new to take care of this. Don't yell at me. We man. can't do it with what we have. We can't get together and have fun with friends and family unless we buy an Amico. Board games don't exist anymore. Yet. Nothing exists. The Amico will save us all. <laughs> all right. We're, we're going to watch this on the obscenely expensive CU Podcast Tron 3000. Yes. Yes, we're gonna watch it on the the podcast tron. The podcast tron. Uh, we have, and neither of us have watched it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this open minded, and I say that with all honesty. And Pat's almost always honest when it comes to these things, and we'll discuss what we see afterwards. We'll slow it down afterwards. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Okay, let's see. Oh, let's put out the audio here. We'll we'll put the. Okay, we got the audio up. Okay. Okay, we got the logo here. Here we go, Ian. We ready here? Yeah, let's let's do this shit. I won't pause it the first time through here. All right. That's really loud. Sorry about that. That's really loud. Let me lower that there. I don't need too much Amico right there. 
Okay. Incomplete. Okay, I will post it. Incomplete early work in progress gameplay demos. Okay. A little echo looking action there. Is that a killer whale or a dolphin? Safe cracker game. Okay, we got pool. That was in the original trailer, I believe, of the Gamescom trailer, a little racing game. Shark Shark! There's the Shark Shark. I actually like how the shark looks. He looks kind of happy. Uh, cornhole! With unlockable levels. There's your breakout. Astro Smash. This is loud. I gotta turn this music off. I thought there'd be gameplay, um, actual gameplay music. Plus, I don't want to get demonetized for that. Alright, it's a tank game there. Was that like a Bomberman type of game? Looks Almost. like it might have been. That's just, uh, that's Pong with a minigun. Well, a Pong slash breakout sort of game. That's literally Pong. Jesus, that looks that's real bad. That's literally Pong. Okay. That's my Coleco Telstar. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Missile command. Uh, evil can evil. We got evil back. All right. We're going for the forty. We really are going forty years old for, for evil can evil. That one does not look that good. Okay. There's a dice game. There's skiing. I guess that's your intelligent skiing sort of uh, counterpart there. God, this is fucking awful, this music. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking bad. It's very bad. Um, oh, we're still skiing, sorry. Yep. All right. This is the killer app. Well, there's a lot, a lot of skiing being shown more than anything else. I thought that was interesting. Well, well that, what was that? That was a quick little promo shot of that was like literally a half second of like three kids and a guy. There's the Intellivision man running around with a bow and arrow. It's Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, those Dungeons and Dragons. Here's our Moon Patrol. We got the, our early access. Look at this on the Amico uh, app. Okay, I do like the fact that you're okay. That it's scrolling. It's you know up and down a little bit. Do you like the fact that it's doing I mean, basic Moon yes, Patrol I'm, things? I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Okay. The, okay, we'll talk about. Oh, I did hear there's pre-orders coming. They're doing more pre-orders uh, there. So, okay, you want to go through, see what we got in here, just real quick. What's, okay, what's your first general impression here of what you're seeing here? Ian? Is there is there any killer app here that's going to sell this? At, at we know at this point that the Amico is going to be between two and three hundred dollars. So right, it's going to be at at the very uh, least two twenty nine. And I don't want tests. anyone trying to say, because I saw it on a message board, that a certain health crisis is the reason for this increase in price. No, it's no, not. This price started slipping up way before that even happened. Yes, and then, then, then the Founders Edition was way more than $200. So. Um, my, my take on this, 
honestly and trying to be as nice as possible is this looks like a collection of games that you would buy on a fucking CD in the checkout aisle at Computer City for $10 and you would play three of them. In like 1999? Yes. 2000? Um, so that's almost like, it's not Echo the Dolphin because it's, well, it's, it's a killer whale, but it could be me, it's Echo there. Okay, so that's not a killer app to me. It's interesting. This looks miserable. Save Cracker looks like a game where I'm guessing you're going to use your controller to try to do combinations and run things like a mini adventure one game that looks that's that's an app game that's an app game yes right there that's how we should look at these games are these games that you should only exist on the amico or would need the amico in order to power these by themselves um uh, what game was this oh that, that was safe cracker part of safe cracker i mean some of the stuff like this looks the like the pool game looks if you've ever had like like a like a simple like game development um like interface if you ever use anything like click and play or game maker or mm-hmm. ga- you know uh that sort of thing this looks like the sort of demo stuff you see in there like generic how to, how to make a game basic yes. games or well, pool games basic as yeah. you can get i mean that's just that's that's a, that's i wouldn't have shown that that should not no. be a game you would actually buy no sometimes less is not Sometimes more is not more. No. You don't need to show the pool game. It lo- it's bad that's, looking. That's the first one I'm going to say. That's, a, to me, an absolute joke to show a pool yeah. game. That's a joke. This, this is actually the highlight to me. And, and, and uh, I'm, maybe I'm being generous. This could be a fun little little racing game like, like Super Sprint. I like games like this, but there is no reason that you would need to buy a system to play a game like this. Well, no. And, and I can't picture that disc being that fun to play no. this with versus just a, just a just a an analog and you're thumb. not wrong yeah. because this is the one where i was like i would play it because yes. i play lots of games like like i like but super sprint exists i mean all all of the like micro machines exist. i, I like see pro m i like well this kind of looks single screen-esque i like overhead racing games like super off-road right. um so this one actually is interesting to me i'm not sure how this is going to work with multiplayer though the screen is moving. You can't have it like that. Then does that make sense? Because maybe like, they look at the the controller screen. That's going to be miserable to play it on that, though. I'm not saying it's going to be better. I'm just saying because because that screen is not as big as my iPhone seven screen probably uh, there. So they show some courses. Again, it looks it looks okay, but again, that's I can probably download like five games on, on the App Store. It's like that. I was going to say there's some of these games I'm going to look up on the App Store to see how many equivalents there are. If you want to look up a racing game like that, Shark Shark. This uh, Shark Shark, as you know, Looks traditionally bad. is a is a single screen game, right? And uh, you're eating fish. That, unless you're an television fan, that's an absolute joke to see advertised. That looks ridiculous. Again, unless you're a Shark Shark fan, that's not moving the needle at all. There. All right, this to me is actually the most interesting one. I'm going to give him credit for this because cornhole. It's actually getting more and more popular it is. Uh, nowadays. And motion controls to throw with the controller makes sense for cornhole. Sure. The issue is that you you could do a cornhole game on the Switch with the same accelerometer and gyroscope stuff and do that. I actually looked it up. There is not a standalone Switch cornhole game. There's a cornhole game on the Switch that's part of a party pack of games that sells for like 20 bucks. Sure. So not independent. I'm actually surprised though, Ian, there's not a cornhole game on the Switch because I think it would actually sell. The, the only other thing I would say though about motion control with a cornhole game is that 
when you play cornhole, the cornhole's way about what, like a pound. Um, you have to let go release point. I'm not sure that's going to work in a motion control unless there's a, maybe there's a button you release to do it. Well, it's just like we bowling. You let go of the button. Okay, so you you hold the trigger on it. Yeah, you hold the trigger and you let go at the. I hope there's point. okay. I hope there's a strap <laughs> on uh, there. Um, but the other was it the other wee ones boxing you hold it, batting you hold it. So to, again, to me this is interesting. Uh, to me, this is just the concept of it. If if it, it's responsive on the throw. Yeah, I think there. this is probably the most interesting game on there that we've seen. Uh, how much does a cornhole set cost? I actually want to get a cornhole. Cornhole's fun. They're not too much. Uh, for a ba- what's a basic one cost? Uh, eighty four bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say probably about a hundred. You can get a, a cheap PVC one for thirty bucks, uh, forty bucks. Um, obviously they go up. You know the a uh, hundred bucks for a decent one. It looks like a, a Dick Sporting Goods. So we'll just say for a decent one, probably like a hundred bucks. Yeah. For a decent one, there. Now I'm gonna, but I'll say this though: if you're big into cornhole to begin with, you probably have a cornhole set. So this won't. This is a weird thing where, like, if you like cornhole like me, maybe you would try this. But if I have a cornhole set, I would not play this instead of playing cornhole. That's that's you know what I mean? Because you right. can you can experience the full sport for a hundred bucks. You can't experience ice hockey or boxing that easily compared to that. That's the one thing I'm going to say. I'm not putting this down. I think this is actually this is a good idea to do this. No, but even even compared to bowling, this is far more easier to experience in Correct. your backyard. Yes, that's that's what I'm trying to say though. Is this worth me spending two hundred and fifty dollars? To play this alone, probably not when I can play cornhole for a hundred bucks and get the full experience and go outside with my kids. But to me, this is a cool experience. And I did look it up on the app store because I, I thought this looked very similar to something I, I looked up on my phone. There is there is one on the app store. Again, you're playing on your phone that has like 30 different events like this. Right. It has like a beach. It has everything. So to me, this is the highlight so far. Kudos for the cornhole, especially since it's more popular year after year here. And then board selection. Okay, this is the breakout game we saw before. I think it looks cool. Is it a system seller, though? No, but it looks fun. It should be packed. This should be a packing game, though, to me. Yeah. If, I, if, if I can do market research for Intellivision, this, to me, should be a packing game because it's flashy. Simp- it, it's flashy. It's simple. It's easy to pick up and play. It looks fun. You can't put pool on the system and say, hey, we're going to sell a $250 console, $229 no. plus tax. It's going to be 250 but okay. yeah, put the breakout on there. I think the breakout and the cornhole look decent. I think cornhole has to be a packing game. It has to be. Um, Astro Smash, I'm not a big Astro Smash guy. You are. You can tell me if you I think I like the good. original Astro Smash. I think this looks cheesy. It's not a, is it a system seller to play something no, like this nowadays? It, it looks it's, cheap. It's, a, it's a mobile game. It looks cheap. It looks it's cheaply done. And the other thing, uh, well, no, it looks cheaper than a mobile game. And like you can even see like... When when it's firing off the lasers in certain shots, you can see like the laser being created behind like the ship in like the rocket or whatever it is. It doesn't look it it, it looks shitty. It just doesn't look polished. Right, too. it doesn't look polished at all. Okay, fight in front of the pyramids there. Okay, okay, this is um a, another racing game that looks like it's like a, you know like a a racing set like a matchbox on on the ground and they smash into each other. That looks to me embarrassing to put on this yeah that 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 is like with a pool like you do not put this on here no and i'm gonna go ahead and say with the next game that comes up uh an overhead brown colored tank game is about as basic as it gets and it's been done to death i'm sure there's probably 10 on the app store i can buy right now there was about six cornhole games i can get uh on the app store but okay again it looks cheap this is a okay this is like a like a bomberman looking 
game. It looks like Bomberman. I don't. I didn't check to see if they got the license. Do you think they got the license of Bomberman? No, it doesn't look anything like. Bom- I mean, it looks like a Bomberman game, but it doesn't look like Bomberman. It's, it's a Bomberman like, clone. Yeah. I don't know if they got the rights to it. I'm not going to check. They, they don't look anything like. This is to me the other weird choice to advertise. This is literally this is a, a, a souped up Pong game. So I've played some fun uh, Pong games like this that do some mini fun gun. Stuff like you get that. lasers, but yeah, it's it's breakout slash Pong. There's probably 50 of these on the App Store if I look. There's probably a lot of things like this. It, I mean, it looks interesting, but again, is this going to be a system seller? That, that's the thing. It's like, are you willing to pay 229 plus tax and potentially shipping to get this? That's the thing. Right. Would this be a pack-in set, you think? If this is a suite of games, I would say this could be a pack-in. Sure. This, Cornhole, uh, break, Breakout. Then again, the Breakout's a... Can't two breakout games? I don't know. Okay. That uh, just looks bad. That just looks like Wait, is this, is this not the same game? Is that a different it game? It's the same game. Why would you show two Pong clones on top of each other? It's the same game. It's the same game. It's the same game. And it looks awful. Yeah, this looks bad. This looked good. This digitized one looks somewhat decent. This looks like, to your point, this is like a, a PC game from like the mid to late yeah, 90s. it does. That looks like stock art. That looks terrible. With with the soccer field, oh, excuse me, basketball court, and then you have the football field there. That looks bad. I'm not not going to... This was a little recording game that it's hard to tell what this is. It's a little ice cream cone, some little thing. Some sort of party game of some sort. That goes by within... Listen closely, and it's gone. I guess if it's recording, you can't really advertise it. Right. The trailer music was awful, by the yes, way. Yes, it was. It was miserable. Um, okay, here's, here's a... This is a missile command, updating missile command, that... It's hard to tell because it's literally a second. That doesn't look like Missile Command to me so much as it does um, multiplayer um, sabotage or whatever the fuck the game was called. Saboteur. Well, there are missiles coming down. They're shooting. Yeah, true. I think it's Missile Command. Let's, let's... So this is They got Atari? Uh, there's a list somewhere I can look up. I'll look up on the Wikipedia right now. Uh, or if you want to look it up as I go through. Yeah, pull up, pull up the, uh, the wiki. Uh, for what games they have. There's like 22 games, I think, that they have announced. Okay, this it, this is another embarrassing one to me for a couple of reasons. This is like one of those real physics types of games that, you know, like that there's a billion of these on your there's iPhone. There's so many of these on your iPhone. This is a, I mean, Trials HD is the long-running one on console that has like four entries, and they're fun. But um, this is a mistake. Yes. And then you're partnering with an evil Knievel license when you really want to show the age of your prospective audience. Yeah. There is, I would say, almost no one under... Well, well, there's no one... uh, There's no one under 40 that was alive to see evil Knievel, I think, perform uh, because he was done. Uh, But but he's a huge guy from the, you know, early to mid-70s. That's when his zenith was. So we're talking 45 years ago for evil Knievel. So, okay... What's next we got here? Um, there's oh sharks in Chicago. Okay, that's cool. There's different different sort of stunts you can do. There's different levels, but it's it's still a physics game, a simple physics game. Where, oh, he's wacky. You're hitting down the blocks. Yeah, I I, I personally like games like this. Uh, next we have showing the the, the phone, which is funny because that's a cell phone, right? Yeah. Not the controller, and you're dumping it. To show that it's the, not the, your controller, your cell phone can do that. You're you're virtually throwing the dice for this game. Like it looks like Yahtzee, but there's a lot of dice. Looks like more like a tech demo to me. Okay, this is the one that goes they, on forever. They the, hung on that for a while. This 
the skiing one is interesting. Um, it's again, we're talking like I'm gonna look up skiing games while you look at that. Did you find? Did you find the list yet? Yeah, it's it's Night Stalker, I believe. Not uh, no, not, not Night Stalker. Um, yeah, oh, nice uh, oh, Missile Command. Yeah, there it is. Missile Command on the list. That's an official Missile Command. There. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so what, what do you think about this skiing game Ian, when you see this? What what do you think when you see this? I think uh, Ski Free on Windows. Ski Free? That was a game on Windows? You never played the skiing game on Windows. No. Where that... the abominable snowman chases you at the end. It's built into Windows? Uh, it was at, like everyone had it at one point in time. Uh, I think it's a real a weird game to focus on. Um, I'm going to see. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I want to see. There's a snowboarding game that actually looks a lot more advanced than that on here. I'm trying to find a skiing game that's overhead. Oh, found one. Skiing Yeti Mountain. But it's it's like it's like eight bit pixel. It looks fun. There's freestyle skiing. Um, I'm trying to find one that's kind of overhead like that. Oh, found one. Ski Legends. Uh, I found Ski Legends there. And these are mostly uh, free with in app purchases. Uh, there. There's a lot of skiing. Wow, skiing games are popular. I always forget how other countries like in Europe, uh, skiing is a lot more popular than here. Yeah. So, there's a there's a, a easily twenty five to thirty skiing games about twenty five games here. Uh, Arctic Smash looks pretty good. Oh, it's an endless runner skiing game. That's an interesting concept of endless runner. I guess it makes itself okay. So there's a lot of skiing games. This looks like an app game to me. Yes, it, it could be fun. It looks like an app game. Okay, and again, do you need a special controller to play something like this? There'd be no reason to use a special controller for something like this. Yeah, I'm still trying. Yeah, none of these games have give. Maybe the safe cracker game? Yeah, safe cracker, probably. And the cornhole. Yeah. But again, it's all motion controls. There's other systems you can do that. But okay, this one this one went on for like 30 seconds when we were watching it. It went on for a while. Maybe this is one they're most mostly in depth with in terms of completing it. I guess. Okay, what we got next here? God, this goes on forever. We get it. It's skiing. Avalanche. Okay. There's a, I'm, I'm talking one second shot of the biplane game where you're shooting and then you hit a little balloon. It's literally like a second. Quick shot to... Oh, they're not children. They're adults. Uh, we have four adults. This is a this is a mock-up shot, advertising shot, or maybe... It's, I don't know. I have I another party game. Another party game. Maybe it's one that's supposed to be a party game and it comes with the system. Your friends can guess. It says, so your friends can guess. Those are literally like emoji. Yeah, it art. looks like yeah. The answer is Ratatouille. So they they're trying to play charades uh, with emojis. Oh, it's classic concentration. Well, okay. sort of. Sure. Ratatouille. Okay, we have um a, a what space what space shooter game is this? I don't know. Oh, it's supposed to be an asteroids game because it then goes into asteroids real quick. An updated asteroids game. Okay. the The next is the I guess the D and D game. Yeah, although it's not listed on here as Dungeons and Dragons, I'm I'm not they're sure. Gonna, they, they probably got to get the license. They to probably it. didn't get that license. So this looks like, if you want to say good, like mid '90s DOS game or mid '90s like CD-ROM game that you get. This looks like that, and then you're you're the little television running man. You're shooting the bow and arrow. That's, looks what, like, that's what the guy looked like in the original game. Oh, he did. Okay. Yes. I just was saying television man because that look right there. That's like the exact like look and run. Sure. Oh, yeah, you're right. So okay. Our good old Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol you are not a fan like of trash. You're not a fan of Moon Patrol. I love the game. That's why I'm like extra down on this version. The original Moon Patrol have hills like this, I don't, dude. Whatever. <laughs> okay. No, I don't think it had hills. <laughs> trying, I'm, I'm am not, I trying to pump I'm it not, up too I'm much? Not, I'm not gonna. Yes, you are. I'm not gonna get excited about it. Night Stalker to me looks like a mess. 
in terms of what things are going on on the screen to me. Yeah, like I look at it and initially oh. my 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 the the video game brain part of my brain goes, "Ooh, game. shiny colors." And then I look at it and I go, "What the fuck is going on here?" You have walls moving, you have lots of different explosions, different colors. Uh you have the giant uh a tarantula looking guy in the middle there. So and you have looks like four players at once. You have the purple, you have the the teal, you have the yellow, three or four players on the screen there. So okay, there's your your local, and then you have you have. I mean, I'm interested. I just it's it's a little too busy. It probably yeah. would be fun, but I think it's a little too busy for me. You know what the problem is with me is this: when you see the bats, they look they blend into the walls. Yeah. When they're close, because they're both black and gray. Mm-hmm. They gotta you gotta have the you gotta have the bats. I think be a brighter color, at least to me, to stand out there. And then you have VIP pre-orders coming March 31st. This was tacked on the end because this is literally done like in a you know a Tyler. In a, in a video editing program in like three seconds uh, this and that's it Ian so okay so alright there's about two or three I'd say games on here that could be that help to be packed in Cornhole to me uh, is probably the highlight of this and probably the racing game and then half of these are embarrassing or shouldn't even be shown I would think at this point in time I mean I'm trying to be nice but yeah, no. Evil lot. Knievel's embarrassing. The the this Pong game is is an embarrassment to show this. This was supposed to come out yesterday, and I have a feeling it was delayed twenty four hours to shine shit as best as possible. You think so? Yes. This that that one screen racing game is an embarrassment to show this, as you think that the family is going to be playing this game, right? At all. Um, Astro Smash. I'm not an Astro Smash fan. I'll, I'll trust you saying it doesn't look that good. Um, Shark Shark. That. Come on, man. That's 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 a mobile game. I mean, come on. The racing game could be interesting. Every single one of these is a mobile game. Well, shit. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm trying to say, like, when I think of mobile game in terms of aesthetics as well as gameplay, sure. that's what I mean. Like, the racing game, maybe that, maybe they figured out a way to make the racing game fun with, with the controller. Maybe you twist your, but again, you can do it with the phone. There's nothing different about the phone versus that. So, okay, I think there's three games interesting out of these. Safe Cracker. You think it looks like dog shit? I don't know. I, I got to see more I mean, of Safe It could Cracker. be an interesting game, but I'm just saying, like, graphically, like, the, the, how they put it together looks... You don't like the aesthetic? The, the, the cartoony, look, simple line drawing there? I'd have to see more of it, I guess. Okay. All right, well... You want to, you want to talk about the, the, what, the, what the current pre-order plan is real quick? What is the current pre-order plan? So, it's on, it was revealed on Atari Age, I believe, here. Uh, where is the link here? So, they're doing more pre-orders. And they were they were planning this even before the 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 uh, health crisis was happening. I, there was plans. Uh, Tommy had announced. Tommy Tarico, the president of Intellivision at this point, uh, was, was saying that we are going to do more pre-orders. Um, and now, they're, they're, uh, I think I saw a tweet saying we're going to do this to make sure we, we get it in your hands. So there's, there's, they're not they're not going to be able to produce as many consoles as they originally wanted. So they were afraid that there wouldn't be any in stores that they would I guess run out. So people that really want it right away couldn't get it. Yeah. So that's why they're doing more pre-orders. So okay, so the, now it's going to be with um, this is this is what Tommy was saying on Atari Age in terms of why the price has jumped up fifty percent uh, in the past six to seven months when it comes to this. So it said one hundred and fifty was before engineering started and before we spoke to retailers. I'm not sure how you can price something before you do engineering on something. By the way, so the price range was one hundred and fifty to one hundred and eighty. I always said it's going to be higher than, than lower. They said then they picked the chip and went to two hundred dollars. Then they said they, they spoke to retailers who said it would, it would seem too cheap at only $200. It would be just a retro or a flashback when they spoke to um, retailers, which to me would be strange because there's no flashbacks that have ever existed in my head that were 
even close to two hundred dollars. Or, no. or standalones were usually between fifty and a hundred dollars historically, weren't they? Even the old Atari ones. Yes. So that to me is a strange thing. Why would a retailer think that anyway? Because because there's a lot of game consoles have come out or eventually went down to two hundred dollars, especially handhelds. The three DSs, you know, and DSs were two hundred dollars. So why was you? Those aren't flashbacks. I don't, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he wasn't telling the truth. I just think that's that's really strange advice to give someone. I'm pricing something. Yeah. Go over two hundred dollars because the Switch Lite's two hundred dollars. People are buying because it's quality. It doesn't look cheap to them. Anyway, and like I said, look at the, look at look at the the history of handheld consoles. Anyway, so um, at that point, let's say they, they try to do more responsive, capacitive touch screens. That point, it's gonna be two twenty nine to two thirty nine. But now with the scarcity of parts. It could get to 249 for the initial launch, and until the manufacturing supply chain stuff goes away, estimating Q1 of Q2 of 2021, meaning base units would sell for 249 for the first six months or so, then come down by the spring of 2021 if everything stays on track. If you think about it, very typical for any video game system. Your year one, it comes out at the biggest price. Then by Christmas of the following year, the first sales or bundles start to happen. Okay, uh, then he associates it with the Wii being 249 when it launched. Okay, comparing to Nintendo's console. Um, then you go down the line there, the links there, if you want to take a look there uh, on on, um, on Atari age there. So this is going to be a $250 console before it gets shipped out to you or, or sales tax, if you're buying in most states have sales tax here. We're creeping up to 275 280 290 all things considered you have to spend here. So... Now it's no longer a value system at this point. No. Now it's no longer, this is something I can pick up. It's not an impulse buy for sure. It's not something that, you know, um, someone who has no idea what this is about is going to see this and say, oh, it's only $250. I'm going to grab it. We're totally out of that range. At $150, 160 you can maybe reach and make the argument under 200 not at $250. At, at $250, you are directly competing with Nintendo. Yes. The only people who, uh, you, you can't, you cannot make an argument that if you're looking at an Amico and you're looking at a Switch, sure, that one is well. Switch Lite's fifty bucks less at, at one ninety nine. Right. Well, the Switch Lite won't bring you and your family, family, living room, family together, family, sure. games, oh, family. The, but the regular Switch could. You're, family, I, uh, family. <laughs> uh, but the regular Switch will at fifty bucks more. You look at that game launch lineup trailer. And then you show people what you can play couch co-op with family right now. Family, living room, Switch. Family. So you mean, Ian, I can't play a, a, a hard-looking Pong clone on a basketball court for 250 but I can play Super Mario Odyssey for 300 so Or, or it, Mario Kart for, for so, 300 And you can do that with two players right out of the box. You can't even make the argument that you need extra controllers. Sure. Same amount of... I mean... So... So then we're back at okay. So it's two fifty. The known company that has a library of games out for it has a system at three hundred, which by probably a year from now or two years at least will be that you can lower. hook up to a TV and play sure. with family friends in a living room, or you can get the two hundred dollar uh, two fifty. No, the two hundred dollar oh, switch. switch light, which you could still use to link up with people. Sure. Um. So that or, or you get this. So what are you back to this selling? You have. Tommy fanboys who want it because Tommy says it's going to be great. Uh-huh. Or you have people who are attached to the... The old, Intellivision name. The Intellivision name, the old Dungeons & Dragons game. 
Uh, looking at the list, there was like a lock and chase game. Hey, I like lock and chase. R type. There's going to be a version of R type. Frog bog. There's going to be a Tron Deadly Discs. Uh, but you're you're going to have to have people who are really really attached to the name uh, that some of these mobile quality games are going to be carrying to get them to fork out two hundred and fifty dollars when you have clear alternatives. Yes. And if graphics and things like that aren't supposed to matter, once again, sorry. Tommy's always saying things like, oh, the graphics don't matter. It's about getting people together with friends and family. Well, then you can buy a fucking PlayStation 4 for $200. You can. You can have fun with with friends and family in a living room with other game systems that aren't going to be as expensive as this is going to be when it comes out. And if you're not that concerned about having the latest and greatest, which was supposed to be a focal point of this anyways, was that you don't need the highest end graphics. You don't need all this fancy stuff. Apparently not. Yes. (laughs) I mean... The more the price goes up, the harder it is to even look at this with any... Seriousness. Thing, uh, with any seriousness, yes. With anything more than, like, a... Gee, shit. And, a and, you, and out there, if you think we're being haters, what do you think the mainstream game journals would think that if they went... E3's canceled. If they brought this to E3 and showed this off to someone from, like, GameSpot or IGN, what the hell do you think they would say or write about when they see this? You honestly think it would be positive? Say, hey, listen, this is going to be exciting. We got a $250 console coming out, so you can play a game that's free right now and probably looks better, the free version, than this garbage right here. Without calling us haters, uh, explain to us why anyone should be excited about a $250 console that plays, frankly, embarrassing bullshit. That Evil Knievel game looks, I mean, that's an embarrassment to me. That's 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 a mobile game that should be free, and there are ones like that. that and that as are out we've there. said, it, there, there there's games in this trailer that look like they could be fun. Yes, but you're not. That, like I, I don't want I, I don't want it to sound like we're hating entirely on developers here. But you don't need a standalone console to play these. And the more and more game shit that gets released, the more it becomes obvious to me that anything that those controllers are going to do special, that's going to make them unique, is going to be gimmicky. Garbage. How the hell are you going to make me think that you that you need the special controller to play fucking Astro Smash, which is left, right, and shoot? Yeah. Come on, man. Let's be real here. Let's just be real when we're talking about this stuff here. They're going to have to force the controller, force things in the game to use the controller to justify it. They could come out tomorrow and tell me that any game could be lo- loaded onto the controller and the controller could be taken with you as a portable. That's what our phone is for. I was going to say that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the craziest thing that could be told it's to not, me yeah, about Yeah, because we don't know that it's portable. We don't think... This isn't a portable system. No, but I'm just saying, I'm trying to... That's why I'm trying to think of, like, the craziest thing that they might consider an ace in a hole. Well, it's a portable game load, system, too. Or load the game onto the app to take your phone that, with you, maybe? We're still playing... Because a cell phone can power still, any of this stuff? So then it, we're playing mobile games on our phone, which we already have, and we don't need a well, console for it. Not just that. Half, like, half of these games we see, or I would say almost all of these, there's equivalents of all these games that exist in other places for forever. There's been games like Armor Battle, the tank game, that are available. Like, there's nothing original when you look at this. No, not, nothing that was shown there was... was I'd say just unique. Cornhole, just for the fact that it's motion-controlled, and I couldn't find a standalone Switch game that was Cornhole. Was there one on the Wii? I'll look while you talk. I don't know, but I mean, honestly, it's a motion-controlled sports game, and hopefully it plays really well, because all those games were sold in bundles and oh, packs. The, there was uh, Target Toss Pro, Bags for the Wii. 
There was one. Okay. Target. But I mean, that that's something else I would say too. A lot of those games, like frisbee games on the Wii and stuff like that, they were bundled into like packages of twenty five yes. games at once. Or yeah, we play had ten games. We play. We play had ten. Wii right. Sports had five. I don't know what Wii Sports Resort had. And then all the knockoff ones loaded like 25 to 50 games in there. Um, now, obviously, most of those sucked. And you only need one game. Like, So hopefully the Cornhole game will just be good as Cornhole. But yeah. I, anyways, I'm done. I'm angry. <laughs> you're, you're angrier than I am. Well, I, uh, I, I, I mean, seriously, like... I think, like there's, I think there's like three or four interesting games in there. Which is what I said. I'm just... Yeah. It, it's after all the talk. This is really what you're coming at. But us what with. did we expect? To be honest, what did we expect? Not much. But I did want to watch that and have something surprise me, so I could be like, "Oh, see, I'm not a hater. I just this, I'm, this I'm, could I'm, be cool." I was okay until I saw the pong game, and then I saw that that evil Kneel game was pissing me off more than you possibly know. Because when I go over and and w- with any y- young kid has a game on their phone like that. Where it's like, oh, skateboard and, and move your phone to see if you can stay balanced. That's the most generic game. I love games like that, but, but that's the thing. I've played 800 of them. You can't bank on someone spending $250 to play that. You just can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I'm what, sorry. Here's you what can't. you can do when you offer like simple experiences like that. When you offer simple experiences like that. What's one way to get people to notice them and take like and play Look them in a modern era? It's to add flash and pizzazz to it. Look at this, two hundred fifty dollars to play this. Look at that. I know. So they're not even doing that. It doesn't look particularly good. They're not even giving it like a coat of paint. Which is something I can say about the breakout game, which is simple as it looks, looks like fun. They got to pack in. I'm not saying this is going to be a success, but I mean to give it a better shot. You got to pack in the nice breakout game. You got to do cornhole. Cornhole has to be a packing game. I, I you got to do this breakout in the cornhole up front. Shark Shark will probably be. I, I they'll probably do like an action game. They'll probably have an educational game in there. Um, the racing game probably has to be a packing game. You got to put all your killer in as the packing games here. That's the problem. And it can't just be five games. I think you got to do probably ten. You got to do as many as you can for something like this. Yeah. You got you got to. Maybe the end game was just packing, like like I said, I'm going back to my original thought. You pack in as many as you can, and you, you count on no one buying a game after that so point. You, so you make a collection of games that you need to buy a system for that no one's going to support after they buy it instead of just making the collection of games that maybe we'd all be fucking playing and streaming when it came out. I'm trying to think of the way out. I'm trying to think of the way out. I mean, like, like I said to Tommy on Twitter, I said, why don't you put these games out on the Switch? And he called me an idiot, basically, for saying that. Well, because clearly, nothing that we've seen in this trailer can be done on any system other than the Amico. You'd need to have that controller. I don't know. I I, I, I know, I know it, you, it's hard to get lost in the shuffle. I'm just trying to even think about profit and loss when you're not going to be making a huge amount on these consoles, probably. Or maybe you will. I don't know. I guess when you raise the 250, you're probably going to put in more value. You're going to make more money. But do do some collections of games. Do put a, put the cornhole game on the Switch and get the get the get the license advertised. Maybe you sell maybe you sell like ten, twenty, thirty thousand on the Switch alone for that game. You know what I mean of, of of the cornhole, and then you start building that up. I understand you want to come out with the console and, and have the dream of doing this competitor. Oh, but th- then Tommy wouldn't have his ego project. The whole intelligent thing still doesn't make any sense. 
the 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 range of people when you look at the people talking about this on YouTube, there's n- like no one in their twenties, obviously, or, or thirties, is gonna have fond memories of the television because they don't exist. Yes, yeah, save for the one off. Not everyone, Pat. Yes, there's the one kid that got stuck with in television in 1991 for some reason. Yes, I, I know there's a few out there. I'm talking about the general population. We're 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 too we're too we're too young for the television, you know, and 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 the more people get aged out, would this have had a chance 10, 15 years ago if, if it came out against the Wii? Maybe would it have had a chance because the television nostalgia sort of was probably dying out started dying out like 10 15 years ago probably 15 20 years ago would it have a chance then maybe or better chance probably because because there were mothers 15 20 years ago that grew up with the television i don't know and i don't care because it's not the past it's now and this looks like dog shit okay i'm trying i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of solutions to something the solution is put a, admit that you don't need these fucking controllers for anything. Put the games on a, a a pack and release it, and try to make the money back. Do like a party pack with cornhole uh, breakout. Do like certain all of them packs. Can't wait to play that fucking pool game. Yeah, that was embarrassing. That pool game to include that as well. Okay, we moving on. Yes, I'm getting cranky and hungry, and I need to pick up my medicine. <laughs> okay, um, this is uh one. One effect of the uh, health crisis going on publicly, the certain health crisis, is that uh, movies have been pushed back. They've also stopped production of movies. Right. All, all Disney live action stuff has been pushed back. They pushed back production of Netflix shows like uh, Stranger Things. Uh, season four has been pushed, but they, they halted production on that. And this stuff might, might not get started again for another maybe two months. The, the first one ahead of the curve was the James Bond movie. Uh was supposed to come out in like a few weeks in April. That was before everyone. They're like, okay, we're gonna we're right. not taking our chance. We're moving back to November. Uh, but then everything else filed. Fast and Furious pushed back a whole year from April. Um, and I hadn't remembered something that big of a movie that got pushed back a whole year, except for uh, the Harry Potter um, part two. I think of the last movie pushed back like eight to ten months. They they pushed it way back to make sure they're originally they were both going to be in the same year like six months apart then they pushed it back another six months to make sure they were separate parts of uh, separate years that was the only thing i can remember that that was that significant that was finished at least that they weren't still working on so um what's going to happen with entertainment is going to be interesting because there, there's going to be a a, a a slower drip of entertainment on all stream mediums uh, and, and in terms of stuff coming out because things aren't going to get released in right. theaters. And theaters, Regal announced uh, yesterday, I think, or two days ago, that they were closing all the theaters in the U.S. And Regal's one of the biggest chains. So yeah, we, ha- got a, we got an email from the lot, our local theater, saying that they were closed, but we could still order food to go for 15% off. Lot, I like the lot. Your food's a little pricey to begin with, but thank you for that. Yeah. It's they pretty do, good food, but it is it is it's, expensive. It's, a little, it, it's like a fancy, bring, bring Vani out for a nice meal there. It's a nice, I nice do. restaurant. Oh, I'm not saying okay good oh, yeah. I'm just saying I, I, I do fuck you pal I'm not taking her to McDonald's I'm just saying like it's a, I, I have taken I've, her I've taken a date out there <laughs> many it's, times it's like a fancier restaurant for our area yeah Vani and I go to so few movies that when we do we usually just go to the lot and make a night of it there you go we'll do a double day I gotta get a, get a gal we'll, we'll get my best gal out get your best gal anyway Ian we can't bring our best gals out to see Fast and Furious 9 is 9 coming out yeah Nice coming out, but um. So what what Universal is doing is something, and you think Universal does? Well, they do the Tremors movies. I'm, I'm going to mention Tremors in every single 
podcast going forward. But I think Universal does Fast and Furious. Either way, they're not doing this. But Universal is going to make current theatrical movies available for home viewing uh, on Friday. Invisible Man, The Hunt, uh, period comedy drama, Emma. Uh, those are all going to be available on demand. Um, looks like they will be um, available for a 48-hour period at nineteen ninety nine. which, honestly, if it's two people in the room... Movies cost twenty bucks, bucks nowadays. The yeah. lot costs twenty bucks. bucks. Regal so, costs almost twenty bucks. That's not especially, bad. Especially if you order it online, they always do like a three dollar service charge. Like yeah. screw you. Like yeah. what? I should be getting a discount. So um, that's I, I, it's it's a cool uh, thing to do. It's gonna be on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Prime, and Fandango now. Which I didn't know what that was. Oh, partly on my NBC Universal. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing. So apparently, Universal had thought about doing this once before. Um, in 2011, they said they were going to do it with uh, the comedy Tower Heist, where they were going to release it to Comcast cable subscribers in two markets, Atlanta and Portland, uh, for $59.99 via video on demand. The studio abandoned those plans after theaters threatened to boycott the movie. But Oof. they have... They, they, well, now they can't boycott. They can't do shit any, about it anyways right now. Oh, I, I still have this garbage on the screen here. Sorry. That's all right. So... So, I love this idea. And I, 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 I thought, do too. And I, I feel like we've got to be getting to a place where this is going to become the norm. Not our norm. Um, not our norm. Well, twenty dollars is extremely reasonable. Yes. For a new movie, that like I said, for one person you're spending twenty bucks. Forty eight hours, you can pause the damn thing if it's on demand. You can rewind it, and you can watch it again. Yeah. And maybe you make it a thing. You invite a few friends over. You make popcorn. You make it like a little mini a mini party. Little mini. I love this idea. I, 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 I guess pissing off the movie theaters is why other people didn't do this. But you imagine if, like, instead of trudging to the theater on opening night to see Avengers, remember we saw we, we saw um, Infinity War at like eleven at night. We got out like one thirty in the morning, and I sat up close like that. My TV's fine. I got decent sound. I would have spent twenty bucks and watched it at home. Yeah, I would have done it. Now it doesn't include trailers, and I always think trailers is a good part of the movie going experience. It is. Is it trailers? Give me a block of trailers, and I'm in. Give me, just, maybe it can all be universal. Give me some trailers. I was actually kind of excited about the idea, and then I looked at the movies that they're putting out, and I'm like, I don't really want to see any of these. I'd maybe see Invisible Man. but I, th- I thought I, I, it was a solid word on Invisible Man. I, I, is it on Rotten Tomatoes, Invisible Man? Let's see. Uh, top box office. The Climb. Uh, it's, well, they, they're basically sh- human capital. That's a movie? Deerskin? The Infiltrators? 87. Uh, well, that's ninety-one percent for Invisible Man. Oh, they, they must have did a limited showing. It made six million. Right? They must have did a small audience thing. Yeah, I know some people who went and saw it last weekend. I think. Okay, smart, well acted, and above all, scary. The Invisible Man proves that sometimes. Oh yeah, it was, it was in for... theaters February twenty-eighth. Okay, so they're they're extending it out. They're, they're current. Yeah, movies that are currently in theaters, they're putting out. Is Fast and Furious Universal? I want to say it is. It is Universal. Fast and Furious. I think they're just doing ones that have had some sort of small amount of time in Or theaters. just come out. Just Not, come out, right. So for something like Fast and Furious, it's like, well, we probably will still make more money. Everyone's going to rush to see that. we got to put it in theaters versus putting out for 20 bucks right now. But I mean, like, think about how all the entertainment is going to be pushed back now by number of months. So say Stranger Things was going to come out probably in the summer. If they halt production, push that back a couple months before they start. All the entertainment is getting pushed back. In sports is entertainment as well. So all sports getting pushed back if it doesn't... The Olympics, you hope, is going to st- still start around the same time it's going to start, you know, versus pushing it back a little more. 
So anyway, the one one the one positive weird thing for thing about having I think uh, the next World Cup is going to be in uh, I think in Qatar, right? So the one positive thing about it is that they couldn't do it in the summer, so they pushed back the World Cup. I, I think to be closer to, to, to the colder part of the year, so people wouldn't fucking die. So they actually have like extra months to play with in terms of the build up for all the other tournaments and things. Since they pushed it back, right? Since it's because traditionally it's in our summer, yeah. World Cup, and now I think it's gonna be closer to the winter uh, for that. So, so there you go. So, um, yeah, I, I'm gonna do this in a heartbeat. Like if they if they push this out to other other um other sort of uh, of studios, if Disney did this, I I would do it in a second. I, I mean, I, I would do it yesterday. But I mean, they're probably worried about pissing off the theaters, obviously. But, but oh, hey, yeah. if that's, I'm Disney, totally though, it. you're going to boycott uh, Black Widow if I do this? Really? You're not going to make money making Black Widow? No, you're going to do it. I guess it depends on who they are. Like, if it's Universal, Universal doesn't have as many big tentpole pictures. Fast and Furious is like one every two or three years. But Disney owns everything now. You can't say no to the mouse. You just couldn't, sure. obviously. Ian, Pat, we have a health crisis scumbag oh, yeah. seller of the week. 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 Okay. If you, you've probably seen Twitter, social media, this one was everywhere. It was it was written about in the New York Times. But if you didn't, we're definitely naming uh what 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 what's what's what, what's that boy's name? Uh Matt and Noah Colvin, two brothers. Uh they live in Tennessee and uh they were hoarding something like 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer. So uh the New York Times did a little article on them and and some other, the, other there's other people doing this too. Um they said that they stayed home near the near Chattanooga, and they were uh, Tennessee. Yeah, and they were going out to the Dollar Trees and all the family markets and all the Dollar stores, and Walmart and Staples and Home Depot, and buying all the sanitizer and cleaning supplies. Uh, he was flipping those bottles of sanitizer that he was getting, as he stated, for a dollar. And I mean, if you read the article, like I said, he he harvested this stuff mostly from like dollar stores uh he was flipping those bottles for twenty dollars online uh here he says something between eight and seventy dollars each so there you go crazy money um so uh amazon actually did something good uh ebay did it too uh when they got wind of this uh just in general because this has been going on and they uh pulled all listings for price gouging uh, basically, uh, anyone who was trying to sell sanitizer and cleaning supplies or masks, masks, uh, you know, the things, uh, toilet paper, the things that people have been running out of anyone who was trying to flip those, they were having their listings pulled scalpers, scalpers. So all of a sudden, Maddie Colvin here and his brother, <laughs> uh, family man, family <laughs> business. God, I want to fucking hit him. And that shirt is part of the reason. I can't, I can't sell the stuff I'm scalping. My shirt says family twice, so I'm a good guy. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I got to back up. I, I, I like when scumbags try to get a, get around the fact that they're scumbags by saying, I have a family, or they show a picture of their kid. Right. Any asshole can have a, a kid. Yeah, and the person you're fucking selling that sanitizer to probably has a kid too. So yes. maybe think about that. Uh, or just don't fucking squeeze them out. Keep your dick in your pants. <laughs> fucking cut the lines, boys. Sorry, going on. Don't have a fucking kid. You don't need one. So, so there was a lot of backlash to this. Why did this person agree, agree to do this interview with the New York Times? Because these people, honestly, I, I, they I, really I, don't have any idea of how they present themselves. No, well, there was uh, somewhere in this article he says that he thinks of himself as 
doing a service in fixing problems oh, in the market. A public service. Yes, a public service. Fixing I, problems in the market where certain things are shipped uh, here, but they need to be elsewhere. You know, I, I salute you, sir, for your public yeah. service and restricting the supply. Yeah, well, that $20 bottle of sanitizer doesn't take into account my, uh, my, my labor and my effort. This is the si- kind of guy who buys something, and then when he resells it, he says, I'm just trying to get what I put into it. It's my time and effort. So my I'm time gonna, and effort. I'm going to charge 20 times what it is. No, you're just a big piece of shit. 20 times. Um, so this article comes out, and uh, very quickly, uh, the attorney general in Tennessee catches wind of it. And uh, gets all of them and basically intervenes and says, we're going to be seizing that, and you're going to be donating it to places that need it. Well, there are, there are laws in the books where if there is a, a public health crisis emergency, you are you cannot charge, I think was, I saw more than 10% of a retail price or something. There are price gouging laws yes. in place for things. There are. So, um, so it all ended up getting donated. That was a big problem I had with how this story was covered. A lot of places were like, oh, he had a change of heart. You no, know, he, he donated it. He no, got he his didn't. ass caught. No, he got his ass and, caught. That's the only reason and, he feels even a bit of remorse. There were screenshots of him like laughing about the money he was making in like Facebook posts I'm and sure. stuff. Like, I didn't people... see that, but I'll, I'll take your word yeah. for it. I'm sure this scumbag did that. Yeah, like, oh, I, I, I already made this amount of money. So no, buddy, you were trying to fucking pull one over on people like a sick, sad son of a bitch. Oh, he also bought uh, at least at least this wasn't him going to stores. He also bought pandemic packs from a defunct uh, company and sold those as well. At least and uh, uh, that spot, you actually were acting as a regular wholesaler deal. You weren't scalping things off of shelves uh, there. Um, so um, uh, other other people were saying uh, Chris Anderson, an Amazon seller in Central Pennsylvania, said he and a friend had driven around Ohio buying about ten thousand masks from store. He used coupons to buy packs of 10 for around $15 each and resold them for $40 or $50 after Amazon's cut and other costs. He estimates he made a $25,000 profit. So a lot of these people made some profit before Amazon and eBay cut, cut, them, you know, cut it down. Yeah. They made some. But they, but they, obviously they, they have losses if they have a bunch of shit laying around still. So the, the whole point, I mean, you're not shocked when you hear bad human behavior when, when there's a crisis or potential public health crisis uh, happen. But it's also on the consumer to realize that I don't need to spend $50 on a bottle of hand sanitizer. And if, if I'm at home, I have soap and water. There's no reason to have a bottle of hand right. sanitizer. You use a bottle of hand sanitizer if soap and water is not available. If you're, if you're at working at a shop, if you're constantly touching things, yes, then you need a bottle of hand sanitizer. The average person does not need bo- bottles of hand sanitizer laying around if you're at home. So you have to be informed about what hand sanitizer does versus soap and water. It doesn't give you a layer of protection magically to keep you safe yeah. from everything. It's just, oh, I don't have soap and water. Here you I go. I'm good this. now. That, that's what it is. The same thing with, with, the, with the mask. A, a regular surgical mask doesn't really protect you. It prevents you from spreading disease, from sneezing out. But it's not airtight. You need a special type of, of mask to prevent you from, from air coming in. So you got to be careful and know what the hell's going on. When it comes to this, I just think that uh, the the cojones, uh, though, to say I'm doing a public service by by artificially restricting supply and scalping in a time uh, it, it, whether or not people should be buying stuff or not, it's still it's still ridiculous. It's still ridiculous. No, it's gross. And if someone fucking smacked him across the face, I'd laugh. I'd fucking well, rewind it. Let's let's not condone some physical violence. He's going to get his he's getting his comeuppance right now. And keep in mind, the attorney general just said. The donation doesn't mean he's out of out of you know he still can be in trouble. We can still prosecute. Oh yeah, him. yeah, absolutely. Because he still committed the crime of selling it. 
He just didn't sell everything that he had. You know, that's when the crime occurs. Not buying everything. It's then when you do the price gouging. That's when now now you're in trouble here. Here it is. An official at Washington's uh, Attorney General's office said that the agency believed it could apply the state's consumer protection law to sue platforms or sellers, even if they are in Washington. So that's why Amazon has to come down to eBay. It's, this is no longer, we don't know what's on our, our marketplace. They, they, they have to monitor stuff because they're making money off it as well. The, the, the platforms make money off of the price gouging right. too. Uh, they, they could take Which it is for, probably why they're so speedy to fucking monitor it. I wish I did this for, for counterfeit items, but you know this is at least a, a, a clear and present danger that they right. realize they have to do this. Um, Tennessee, where Mr. where Mr. Colvin lives, has a price gouging law that bars people from charging unreasonable prices for essential goods and services, including gasoline, in direct response to disaster, according to a state website. On Saturday, after the Times published this article, the Tennessee Attorney General's office said it had sent investigators to Mr. Colvin's home, given him a cease and desist letter, and was now investigating his case. Mr. Colvin does not believe he was price gouging. He brought it up. Oh, uh, there's time and effort into this. And, he, and his bullshit about he charged $10 for shipping. You really think this guy is putting extra protection or, or setting out in fucking bubble mailers? Let's, let's be honest here. Well, the, the article uh, says, and I read it, that alcohol-based sanitizer is pricey to ship because officials consider it a hazardous material. You, you think this guy's following that? No, honestly, I, I, I highly doubt he was telling. Yeah, or, or putting it in a ziploc bag and throwing it in a, a twenty-cent bubble mailer. Right. Let's be real here. That's this is this is not the type of personality that's going to follow the law to begin with when it comes to shipping. Just because it cost me two dollars in the store doesn't mean it's not going to cost me sixteen to get it to your door. Oh, so now he's claiming that he's breaking even on, on yeah, this. You're not. You're not, dude. You're at, you're at twenty dollars on Amazon. You're making fifteen dollars still after Amazon's cut and, and the shipping, and and and, the, and then the, the buyers usually pay for shipping too. So that, don't even put that in. You're making fifteen. Oh, here here was yeah. the line I said earlier. But what about the morality of hoarding products that can prevent the spread of the virus just to turn a profit? Mister Colvin said he was simply fixing inefficiencies in the marketplace. Some oh areas God. of the country oh. need these products more than others, oh, and God. he's helping send the supply oh, toward the demand. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yes, you cunt. You you're a know, fucking hero. You know how scalping works. God, you're a hero. The efficiencies in the marketplace. You caused the inefficiencies in the marketplace. You caused them by having 18,000 bottles. The inefficiency is you, sir. You, Matt. Oh, wow. And then he keeps going. It just keeps getting better. There's a crushing, overwhelming demand in certain cities right now, he said. The Dollar General in the middle of nowhere outside of Lexington and Kentucky doesn't have that. He thought about it more. I honestly feel like it's a public service, he added. I'm being paid for my public service. Oh, my fucking God. How far down your own throat is your dick, dude? Oh, my God. All right. It's 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 sad. You're not shocked to say again. Why did he, how did they find him? First of all, I guess the New York Times probably said, "Oh, who's selling this?" and contacted them. Probably. Why are you Why are you selling this for fifty dollars or what have you? Uh, because yeah. I'm doing a public service. Stop there, doing a public service. Well, don't send the guy death threats. Don't go to his house as much as Ian wants to see it. Don't punch the guy. Uh, I'm not saying go punch him. I'm just saying you wouldn't mind if you saw it. <laughs> well. I, 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 we'll, we'll see. We'll see if he gets prosecuted by the state. Uh, they'll probably just find him, maybe. Um, and there you go. There you have it. Yeah, scalping again. Scalping creates the inefficiencies in the market. It's very rare that it helps spread the item to where you can't get it. The only one off the top of my head was when Nintendo put out their 500 Zelda World Nintendo exclusives at the one location. 
That was the only time I thought about, well, was there a time where you can only get something at a very specific sure. location where I couldn't get anywhere else? For to me, I'm not saying it was justified, but there, yes, there you're helping other people get it. That makes sense. But when it's available everywhere or you can buy something online everywhere, scalping is not fixing inefficiencies. This is not the 1980s or 90s anymore. Anyone can get anything they want online or look up where to get things. You're not providing any value to the marketplace, scalper. It's it's unethical. It's immoral in this case. And it's illegal on top. Yes. You got the trifecta. Usually it's just unethical and or, you know, it's unethical. It's going to be immoral to, to, to scalp a fucking video game. But this is unethical, immoral, and it's illegal. You get all three of them. You get the whole the triforce of scumbaggery. So for that reason, uh, Matt Colvin and friend... And brother, you are the uh, scumbag seller of the week. All right, Ian, we, we got, got a Patreon. We got a Patreon poll. Yeah, we do. Uh, you go to you go to patreon.com slash so podcast. podcast. Ian's gonna get a writing out soon. I, I hope. Yep, he's gonna do that, and then you have the full access to Ian's angry uh, video rants it, 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 right away in television amico uh, format of that you can see how much he loves to see that pool game on display there yes okay so we have a poll topic you can vote on every week so in third place are phone games real video games only 13 percent. i want to think that's because people know that phone games are video games and yes real games i'm just gonna I, hope that that, that everyone's <laughs> like yes mobile games are games thank you uh and in second place will we ever see another major console that is not nintendo sony microsoft to that effect have you seen the amico gameplay trailer come on how can you ask that they're to come storming in and in first place fucking quaking in their boots at 59 percent sick day memories Ian, you're the sick day person i think let's let's have you tell spin a yarn about your sick days as a child i just remember like very clearly there was always a protocol for if i was sick um and uh it was basically sleeping um at one point in time my mother at some point in time my mother would go and get saltines in ginger ale you didn't have ginger ale always on hand, like a Canada Dry bottle? Not always on hand, no. Uh, saltines and ginger ale, okay. and that's what I would subsist on until my, my stomach would get would get normal again. Um, even into like high school, this was basically my, uh, my 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 sick routine. If it was like the flu or something, if I started to feel better, I would. Uh, I, it, it's funny. Um, I used to eat tons and tons of ramen when I was a kid. And I never knew really what it was. My mom always called it Oodles of Noodles because that's it, what it was. That was that, the brand that, name. That was the brand name. I had Oodles of Noodles. Yeah, and uh, it was like always. It was it, cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it was always in the cupboard, but it was like a sick day food. It was yes. only something we ever ate when we were sick. Emergency food. Yeah, it wasn't until like I was it, I was in high school, cooking on my own, like finding cheap snacks and stuff that I realized that ramen was, uh, not only, um, something that people eat frequently but it was an asian like you know it was a japanese soup that was very popular around that's the like world. their sandwich yeah i never knew you what know? the fuck like yeah I, you know i always not just, everyone eats sandwiches every day around the world i just thought stuff. of ramen as some sort of like you know instant ramen is some sort of shitty american product but no it's kind of in- ingenious no oodles and noodles was 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 like the first like giant step into the marketplace because they had a cool name it's like oh it's oodles of noodles yeah it's like that's brilliant um, the history of ramen is actually like instant ramen is pretty interesting too. 
Reading a manga. When are we going to get our ramen product? When are we going to license this, Ian? When are, like, when are we going to get us some see product? See podcast noodles. Yeah. God damn it. The fucking health crisis has... Oh, I bet you it's delayed rap noodles. Oh, no. Because rap noodles still aren't out. Oh, no, Ian. I'm sorry, Ian. Don't look it up. Sorry, I have It's not Meredith Baxter Bernie. Stop looking... <laughs> Jeez, he's looking it up while we're doing a topic. Yep, rap noodles still aren't uh, out. But there is an ebook called Prison Ramen. <laughs> Recipes and stories from behind bars. I think I want this. Actually. Okay, okay. You, you, your birthday's what was your birthday? August. It's coming up. Anyway, so okay. Back to your sick days. Ian. What was your sick day routine? So it was that. Uh, then I would watch a lot of Nick Jr. Now that was something I did all through high school as well. I would just watch children's programming. Um, Nick Jr. By that point it was like the mid nineties. Yeah, I was watching a lot of Blues Clues. There never, never was a Blues Clues. I was too old. I, I was too patently too old for a show that, that showed the same episode five times in a week so that kids it was just drilled well, into kid, their fucking kid, head kids are like little animals they, they need the same they need the same thing yeah so, so did, you, did you did you uh, like play more video games when you were sick than usual well that's generally how like my parents could always tell if I was like faking or not was that I when I am like real sick you can't play video games I can't, I, you can't focus on I can't focus on shit Playing video games is tough. Reading is tough. I just fucking sit there and exist in misery when I am sick. Did you usually get colds or like fevers? What did you? What was your? Did you have a sickness of choice or not choice? Of, um, a preference. In high school, I got I got like a pretty bad flu. I would say once a year for four years. Never got the shot. I did. I started getting the shot after that. Okay. In my adult life, I started getting the shot. Yeah, flu flu's bad. Flu flu can put you down for a bit. But yeah, um, ramen, ramen, instant ramen, blues clues. Uh, saltine crackers. That's what I did when I was sick. And then, I mean, I would always try to play games, but it was when I couldn't. That's when I realized that I was I was bad off, you know, badly off. Sure. And you you probably got sick what like six seven times a year probably during the school year, something like that. I was probably legitimately sick like two to three times a year during the school year. How many times was I staying? Did home you sick? fudge a few on oh, top? Yeah. Of that? Oh yeah, I absolutely fudged a few of them. Okay. Well, the reason I had you carry this probably... I know, it's because you never called because me sick. Because I wasn't allowed to be sick. You weren't allowed to be when sick. When I was a child. So I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, so I went Catholic schooling up in some, from K to, K to basically 12. K to 12. So, so K to 8 and then 9 to 12. So that is... Uh, what is that? Pat Matt. That's 13 years of schooling. 13 years of schooling. I was probably out sick from school in 13 years. Not a prior appointment or like a death in the family. I was like... Probably about nine times in thirteen years. Wow! Probably I had from K to eight about five perfect attendance awards. And my, my parents probably still have them tucked into the report card. You got four. <laughs> you got four report cards. You got no. We get two report cards. We got two. You got two report cards as a kid. You got one at the end of I think before Christmas, and then you got one in June when you're out. You got two report cards, and they just wrote on the same one. And you handed it back. They signed. You handed it back. But at the end of the year, it was in the little sleeve. Here's the diocese, because it's Catholic school. You have the diocese, yeah. the local diocese, and then you had like you had your grades. Number of days out were there, so I always had the, the either one or zero. Usually, I think one year was two. Oh my god! And then you had your perfect attendance certificate slid in if you had the zero. And boy, I show that off because it was miserable not being able to be sick, snot coming down, mucus going to school every every day. Had, getting everyone else sick. Getting everyone else sick. 
uh, had like the had like the the blanket of crusty tissues on like your school desk. It was fantastic. Or just use your sleeve because you know you're like you know seven eight years old. You don't know any better. <sighs> you're supposed to use your sleeve nowadays, not use your hands anyway. Cough into uh, your elbow. So, but so so it was hard for me to remember since there were so few and far between. But I probably did play Nintendo. I probably watched, you know, the same thing as your summer routine when you got up. You get yeah. up and you'd watch the prices right at, at like 11 a.m. Then you'd make yourself a little sandwich or, like you said, you'd have oodles of noodles. or uh, we, we, we were more of the soup. We had Campbell's soup. This Campbell's soup cost, in 1989, probably cost like 40 cents a can. So mom would stock whatever was cheapest. Yeah. The problem with chicken noodle soup was there was barely any chicken in Campbell's chicken noodle. You had to like really search for those little nuggets of chicken Fucking in there. Fucking Campbell's condensed soup. Is a joke if you're trying to eat it as an actual soup. You can only add a add, gallon of water. You, you <laughs> add a can of water to it, and then what's in there? So you're already diluting what's in there by half. Campbell's chicken noodle soup is. You could drink it. You could eat it through a straw. I mean, there's there's noodles there. In theory, there's noodles, but the chicken is... And then you had, like, your friends say, oh, I heard the rumor that, like, they're allowed to have a certain number of rat pieces in their soup. Because then now I'm looking at it as a kid, oh, is that really rat chunks instead of chicken chicken chunks? Because you listen to the stupid kid, listen to Bobby down the street tell you that. You know what I mean? Fucking Bobby ate paint chips. Bobby Bobby beat Pat up. <laughs> anyway, I told the story about yeah. push me in the puddle. But that's the whole point. Is that, So um, I, then my mom, like, when, plus when you were sick as a kid, both my parents went to work. So it's like you fend it for yourself. Yep. So you had to make do. So yeah, you know, I, I was when I was a kid, it was either I was sick because I, I guess I, I probably had bronchitis. I didn't go see the doctor. I never went to see the doctor. Just spitting up, you know, yellow and brown phlegm for three Kids weeks. Don't get sick. We don't get sick. Sickness isn't a thing. If you're some people or Vince McMahon, you know, I, it's not a thing. But I did have migraine headaches that occurred. I'd say once every year in school or two where they were so bad, they're literally ones where you couldn't move. Right. You're laying down where I had to go home early. My mom would come pick me up if she wasn't. My mom started working when I was like 11. So like the first few years, she'd pick me up. So you go home. You couldn't play Nintendo. You, I mean, when you had the migraine, I guess it doesn't count because it wasn't sick. Your ass was just dead. Migraines, the light hurts you. Like I, I had a real migraines where the lights had to be off. I couldn't. Sure. No light. Thankfully, they got this is what happens with most people with migraines. They get less frequent until they're gone. So at this point, I probably hadn't had a real migraine probably three, four years. They're like, they space out. Once I got to my 20s, it was like once every two years, and they get less and less frequent. Now they're gone, thankfully. I can't imagine if you have, if you have migraines all the time, like some people, that's hell on earth. But now there's been more treatments they found for migraines year after year. They've gotten closer to discovering what the fuck's going on. Migraines is like the big mystery for so long. Like, what the hell are they? Anyway, so when you have a real migraine, you you are shit out of luck. You can't even go outside and play or, or whatever, even be on a computer. I will tell you this story, though, to, to make this a little more fun. But the time I was sent home because I, I crapped my pants. Oh, good. I will tell you this story. Um, so this was, I want to say it was second grade. So it was, so it was second grade is when I got my NES at Christmas. I I want to say though this was after I got the NES here. So second grade, second grade is when they started to do uh, teacher swapping for like one course. Kinky. Does that like well? Okay, that sounds kind of bad. Hey, whatever. I was eight years old in second grade. So yeah, eight eight to nine years old. So they would rotate the teachers around through class. They then by third and fourth grade they would actually have you get up and move to sort of by fifth grade they would have you like simulate high school so to prepare you by having yeah. you move around. But it, you would it, move for a couple. But of in classes. my Catholic school it was 
uh, every grade was two or three different classes, and you all had a different main teacher that taught you most everything, except for a couple of things. And by seventh, eighth grade, you had one math teacher. You know what I mean? It was more like high school. So though, this was a rotation teacher that taught social studies, and she was only around, I think, for that one year. So when you're seven, eight years old, you think every teacher is fucking old because you have no semblance of who's old and not right. you have like you either know older or really old like grandparents or parents right so this teacher looking back was probably in her probably only mid to late 20s but when you're a kid she's probably 40 or 50 you have no idea but she's probably a younger teacher so i, I remember sitting there and i was next to Ginny. i never forget this Ginny, the only person i knew in my life named Ginny, j-i-n-n-i was Ginny. she was sitting there and she was a kind of like eh, average girl tomboyish she was friendly like a gin nut, yeah. But this was, I think her name actually was Ginny, though. Oh, really? Okay. I think. So I was sitting there next to it, and they used to, they used to like double you up, and they used to do boy, girl, boy, boy, girl, because it was less talking when they would double up your desk. Right. So I'm, I'm in class, and, and I usually didn't have to go use a toilet uh, to do something serious. I usually, when I got home, I was okay. For some reason this day, something was off. So I, I, I went to the teacher, and I think the teacher was annoyed because people were talking. And I, I, when I asked to go to the bathroom, maybe once a week, because I usually went during like lunch break or whatever. I went to the bathroom, you know what I mean, or whatever. So I raised my hand, uh, Miss, whatever her name was. Can can I go to the bathroom? I think I remember you saying talking about this actually at one point on the podcast. I go, Miss, Miss, I'll call her Miss C. Miss C, can I go to the bathroom? She said no, and like, like was angry at me, even <laughs> though I was like. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Right. So I was afraid to ask again because I'm like probably, I'm probably, oh, let's see, 87. I'm probably not even eight years old yet. I'm probably like seven and a half years old here. Um, and so I just sat there and I was like, okay, this is going to get bad. Maybe I'll get through class or this period. Nope. It just, something just went and went. Boom. It went and it didn't make a noise, if I remember, <laughs> but it smelled. It smelled bad. It smelled bad. And then. I guess uh, Ginny thought that I I'd, uh, flatulated. And so she's like, ooh, that smells. And she moved away. But the smell didn't go away. So it just lingered. And then I was sort of, sort of in the back of the class, which I think saved me mm-hmm. over time. I was kind of in the back of the class. And I put, put my chair, those fucking old, we saw those old-ass 50s wooden chairs with the metal freaking legs that could kill you. You know what I mean? Those uncomfortable. Yes, those things and are I so just went. I went the... Eight feet, like she was there I like literally in class as a kid was like seven feet away like six feet away and then I think the teacher to her credit realized I made a massive mistake right yeah because she because she noticed probably someone was having like or some a few of us were laughing and they were laughing at me I was I'm, I'm, when you crap your pants as a kid this is the only time it ever happened to me ever um, it's the most embarrassing thing in the world you yeah. want to fucking die yeah you want to die I did it once in school you want to fucking die and it wasn't my fault too I was just in a bad place at a bad time. You tried. I, I asked, can I go? And she said, no. I'm like, okay. And so the teacher, to her credit, didn't make it say, like, what's going on? She like she realized something was amiss, or maybe she smelled it from the front of the room. I don't know. Uh, she probably just saw people. Or she realized, hey, that kid that asked me to go to the bathroom, now everyone around him are saying he smells. So she was smart enough. She's probably a 27-year-old gal back then. She went and got the nurse, and they said, oh, Patrick, you, you, you're sick or something. And they, they got me out without embarrassing me. That's good. To that teacher's credit, she fucked up by letting me poop my pants, but she got the nurse and got me out without my life being fucking ruined as a kid. That's good. Like, from that point forward, it was like no one really knew about it, except maybe a couple people kind of, oh, something kind of went on. But you're like seven or eight. By the time you're 14, that, you know, people forget that stuff. So what happened was, 
The mom comes, picks me up. Um, I forget. I don't know if they wrapped a towel around me. I'm in my fucking thank god navy blue uh catholic school pants with the you know what i mean <sighs> sent me home and i got in the shower immediately and then the rest of the day i remember i was fine i wasn't sick yeah. i just put my pants i, and I remember i remember for some reason some things are so vivid i was so relieved in more ways than one to be home at that point i remember putting on i had like my my pink orange jams mm-hmm. jam shorts god what jams gonna come back i remember some things i have a photograph in for i remember bouncing the generic you know, like one uh, two ninety nine or one ninety nine bouncy plastic ball you get at the supermarket. Maybe they had like the big yeah. cage of them, and bouncing that in the back rec room where the ghosts were, bouncing the ball. And I remember that so vividly that I was just happy to be home, but no one else was home yet. But I wasn't sick, but I was just bouncing the ball like, "Hey, I'm happy. I'm a kid. May play with the GI Joe or two. And I got out of a nearly childhood ending incident without anyone discovering it. Like it was, it was, like if I was in the middle of the classroom, Ian, that happened. That would have been the end. Of that it. was the end of my. And I got picked. I got bullied for being fat or having glasses anyway. Well, I got glasses in, let's see, a year after Nintendo kicked in, like third grade. I got glasses, so my life would have been over in grade school. It, it would have been over. I had to learn how to fight really quick, and I didn't get into a real fight until eighth grade. That's a whole other tales from past childhood. Is my eighth grade fight? That is. I never really explained that to you. That's a legendary uh, pa- uh, tale from past childhood. There, but yeah, that's my. That's my Pat pooped his pants story. So, damn you, t- social studies teacher. You almost ruined my life. Let the kid go to the bathroom. I wasn't talking. Don't take out your angry on, on little Pat. You know, because everyone else is talking in the classroom. That used to happen all the time. We're like, oh, you can't go to the bathroom because everyone's talking. What if I got to take a piss? Yeah. What, what, what the fuck? Just fucking do it on the floor. No, I'm, I'm sure it almost got there, Ian, through my pants. <laughs> Thanks for that Patreon uh, question, which I, I wanted to spin that yarn. That turned into like a Tales from Past uh, Neighborhood. But that was the only time I had an incident like that happen. How, why did you uh, poop your pants as a kid? you remember? I don't. I just remember I did it once in what, school. What was in school? I think it was the same sort of thing. It was uh, like, no, you can't go to the bathroom. It's like, all right, then I'm fucking going right here. <laughs> but it didn't ruin your childhood, though. It no, wasn't. No. I guess it didn't smell as badly as mine did at the time. No. What did, what did mom make the night before that? That was that, that much of an emergency. That was so volatile. <laughs> Too much chicken parmesan. All right. Um, that's it for this CU podcast, Ian. That's it. We had some fun topics. We had fun. We'll be here again next week. We, we looked at a really fun pool game and a pong game you should be spending $250 for. It looks so good. <laughs> so good. I can't wait to... For this, I, I, maybe E3 uh, being canceled would help them because they don't have to deal with the backlash from the mainstream games media that would just crush them yeah. once they heard the price and saw the actual games on it. But we're the crazy ones here. We're, we're, the, we're, the, we're the non-believers. We're the haters. We're the, we're the bullies. We're, we're the bullies. Okay. The only Bye. Bu- the only bullying you got to worry about is your investors coming after you. That's the only bullying you got to worry about. Is that all right? That's Ian Ferguson. I'm, I'm Pat Country. Say, uh, stay, uh, stay safe out there. Stay the fuck home. Uh, be smart. Don't panic, but be smart. And listen to experts and scientists. But if you got to work, I understand. Yes, I got to work. There. I got to, I got to edit the podcast. Thankfully, from home here with Marky Stevens back there. All right, we'll see you later. <laughs>